<laughs> I hope people enjoy the new intro loop. It's a little bit Marvel and a little bit does right. It's something I paid for this month to have made. This is the official Ryan Pug because we've done like six or seven pretty long podcasts together officially. So now I have multiple co-hosts. And uh, Dawson and Dar will be on tomorrow. And a quick update. I was on with Sean Atwood last night my time. It was not live because he's even more boomer tech than me and didn't know how to do that with two people. So we recorded it and that will go up, I guess, today is what I assume. Oh, I see Pug in the chat too. How you doing with uh, first update people on your on your struggles with Corona Chan? How's that going? Well, I thought I was better, but unfortunately, I'm not. It kind of came back and hit. It got worse. So I, it it's uh, been pretty unpleasant. I've the doctors have actually wanted me to admit, but I really don't want to. Um, I'm, especially since it doesn't really sound like there's a whole lot they can do and the people on apparently like at our hospital they haven't discharged a single person that's been on the ventilators and like 80% of ventilator patients have been dying which is crazy uh, I don't know I've, I don't feel like I'm I don't know like I started having some heart issues that's kind of concerning but uh, hopefully hopefully things will get better soon I'm uh, that's this is the first time I've actually been worried about it though is when like my heart started acting up you're not able to do activities is there something you did that allowed you to realize that I can't uh, do anything active well yeah I was I was just just trying to do the same stuff around the house that I usually do and like uh, it, it it the cardiovascular stuff became really obvious and this is this so it's really, just kind of daily stuff. It wasn't like something that put you on the floor because you were trying to run up a treadmill or something or something else. <laughs> something else. <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, <laughs> the it it's uh, just, but I mean every day I used to run for an hour and a half up a fifteen percent incline every day. So like this is really weird for me to be having like cardiovascular issues. Hmm. We don't, and we don't really know how long it takes to recover. I mean, I know people are listed as recovered, but as we've said in a previous stream, some of those have relapsed. Well, right. recovered just means we did two tests and they came back negative, but that's just the swab up the nose. And now they know that if you test the lungs, sometimes right. it's still there and it can come back again. So we don't really have reliable data on how long it does take somebody to recover. Um, exactly or if they do at all that's what's really scary like they've been suctioning the lung fl they've so the, the criteria used to be two uh two negative tests and you're considered recovered and a lot of the data that says recovered is people that met that criteria but they've had some patients in icus and stuff that uh like I've, i'm close with a lot of healthcare workers and uh one in particular that works in an icu and they after two negative swabs they then like suctioned the lung fluid because this person was still like you know obviously like not doing well at all and they found and and the lung fluid tested positive so it's uh i guess it's not like a true dormancy but it's just like not showing up in the tissues that they're testing that's not good yeah 
I mean, I I don't I feel like I've got as good a chance to be fine as anybody, you know. Like I wasn't even worried about it before I started having cardio stuff. But that's uh a little stressful. <laughs> Uh, somebody that is plugging someone else's stuff in chat, don't do that. That person already had their channel banned, by the way. And there's no way I'm helping them, uh, when the last two times I did that, I was stabbed in the back. So he can go pound sand for all I care. I want to focus on some stories that we have been over, but we sort of shotgun blasted with information. And it goes with the, uh, America first type of thing. And that is, in the middle of this crisis, and this is something I hope will red pill normies even, in the middle of shortages for our front lines who totally don't have time to make Twitter videos doing choreographed dances and scrubs, but still. Uh, well, actually, I got some info on that, too. Do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was watching some of that with some of it is, but I, I was watching some of that with some healthcare workers and they said that all those people are OR staff, like the, what they're wearing. It's like obvious that they're OR staff. And, uh, right now, most of the OR, the operating stuff's like, it, they're not doing outpatient surgeries at all right now because they're having to use all the PPE for ICUs with like COVID, the COVID patients. And, uh, so basically in the OR where they're not doing anything, a bunch of those people are literally just sitting around like, so it's, it's weird. Yeah. Like I, I, it's bad I was, PR because everyone's not exactly. going to know the difference between the subtlety of this uniform and that. And it right. just looks like they're horsing around and they're getting paid and they're wearing masks and uniforms and stuff that other people could use so they could do twerk videos online. Like you're an adult. That's exactly a lot of what people are people bored said. at home. Quit doing that. You look so stupid. Oh, we're going to put big butts on. We'll think that's real funny. Right. Fire all those people. Anyway. That's over, exactly what they said. <laughs> is that what they said? Over yeah. a million people, or not over a million people, over a million masks were diverted from China by the United States to the IDF. So it went from going to people who save lives in the U.S. to people who take lives in isn't real. Uh, who, by the way, has tanks on the Gaza border right now. And it's not for healthcare workers in Israel. It's for soldiers. It's for the soldiers. It's for the right. soldiers. And they don't really have a, a big outbreak in Israel right now anyway, um, being so far south and so on. But uh, the panic is real. And it's just a, a flexing their muscle in the U.S. to be like, look, we can get them to give us masks even as Americans are dying. Let's go take a million masks because we can. And that's what they've done. And I want everyone to see uh, the tale of two stories. So this is the Jerusalem Post originally that Pug got from the Wayback Wind Machine. Very great resource tool, by the way. And the title says, U.S. Defense, Jewish Department of Defense give one million masks. Give, not sold, give one million masks to the IDF for coronavirus use. The masks were procured from China and shipped to Israel in order that the IDF can begin using them within days. All right. And here is what it becomes. They changed the title. Israel brings one million masks from China for IDF soldiers. The masks were procured from China and shipped to Israel in order that the IDF can begin using them within days. They left out the U.S. middleman in this story. And it's the same graphic and everything. And I believe the... Oh, did I get it? Yeah. 
If you look at the graphic, though, right below the image, it says the U.S. Department of Defense delivers one million surgical masks to be used by the IDF. So they changed the title and were so sloppy and stupid, they didn't change the little subheading underneath the graphic. Right now, let me go back to the first one again. This one, same thing, uh, and the same subheading under the graphic. Right, the U.S. Department of Defense delivers. Right, and the title, U.S. Department of Defense give. They're doing it, and they're doing it in secret because they know that there's no excuse. They know this is bad PR. And here's what's really hypocritical about it. So we 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 were when this first started. Uh, America was sending PPE like masks and stuff to a lot of places, but uh, a bunch of those got canceled. Like for instance, we were sending a bunch to Thailand, but then like when people found when it hit the media, like they canceled that and like brought it back. This but is this when it. Well, let me point out then. the the chronology of this is when it started, and the U.S. didn't have a problem with it. It was an outbreak in Asia first. Right. 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 This what just happened happened this month in April. That was April seventh. Exactly. Exactly. When, when thousands of Americans have already been killed by this, and I forget the numbers infected, I think over nine thousand dead in in New York City alone. They send a million masks that China sent, or it was you know China made and was given to the U.S. I wouldn't trust those anyway. They've probably been spat on and everything. Have you seen those videos? A lot of Chinese have been caught stepping on and spitting inside of equipment that's supposed to be shared in other areas. I mean, they're just some nihilistic bastards that are like, yeah, burn it all down. I want everybody sick. But anyway, all these masks are going to the IDF now instead of people in the United States as they die. America first. And they knew. They did not want you to know it. It didn't get covered in the U.S. media. And then the Jerusalem Post was ordered to change the title of the story. And either they purposely left a little subheading in the graphic as a, of a way of letting you know the truth, or they're so lazy they didn't even notice it and left it in there out of incompetence. Either way, the truth got out. And the Electric Intifada was all over this story. They have both graphics. If you haven't been there yet, go check out the Electronic Intifada. It used to be Electric Intifada. It's called the Electronic Intifada. And uh, that's who leaked. That's also who, well got hold of a leaked video of the lobby uh, mirroring the Al Jazeera expose on the lobby in the UK and then they did another one in the US the one in the US was banned it, which is hilarious because you have an expose showing how the power of APAC has the ability to shut down media and then they shut down that media <laughs> saying you're not by, allowed to shut down by the way media. Ryan entropy's not up Entropy isn't up. It's supposed to be. Well, that's not good. Here, I'll try and get it uh, redone. I'm sure some people have questions. Usually they would by now. Sometimes yeah. it just... Uh, if you do it too fast or whatever, it doesn't work. Let's see. Maybe restart it. It seems to be up now. Go see if there's a link now. Okay, it's up now. Yeah. Is it? All right. That's yeah. good. It'll yeah, be so there'll be a delay before people realize that. This this stuff with the I had sent out some stuff about this with the first that the government was uh seizing shipments to uh to hospitals and this this isn't just something I read about like this is this is something like the people people that I'm close to like have experienced firsthand because 
like shipments that they had ordered were seized and the hospitals weren't re- weren't given money for it or anything they were told you've got to get this through FEMA we're going to be distributing this stuff even though the hospitals paid for it and I so I, this this I, stuff I sent out some uh uh some of these stories and uh when then when the israel stuff came out uh about the masks i had all these family members messaging me and people i know saying what is going on here you know like people that are not really aware of the relationship with israel and uh if this won't red pill you on the relationship between israel and america nothing will yeah i got that graphic up or had yeah about the federal government is reportedly quietly seizing medical supplies from hospitals across the country now, the hospitals are buying this from private companies, mm-hmm. which they should be allowed to do. And the government's saying, no, no, we're the middleman. You have to buy those from us. And they just take them. But then, then what do they end up doing with them? They send them abroad. They're not even helping. They want, it's almost as if, it's almost as if they want the crisis to get worse in the United States so they can react to it with a giant bailout to themselves so they can consolidate their wealth and control. Hmm. It's almost as if uh, if you oppose these bailouts, or if you oppose uh, the lockdown, then obviously you just hate grandma and you're worried about your 401k. That is a ridiculous... Like, I know the hoaxers went totally the opposite direction, saying there is no disease or whatever, which is equally stupid. But the overreaction crowd, too, to say, oh, economy or whatever... Don't you can't say that there are going to be so many suicides and people out of jobs. This isn't about 401ks. Most of the people I'm talking to are stressed out to the nth degree, saying, "I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I, I'm living on canned food. There's shortages and da 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 da. People are about to lose their minds, and the violence has already started. Yeah, it's and going to get bad too. The longer they stretch this out, like soon people are going to be robbing grocery stores and shit. Like not every, you know, a lot of people work odd jobs and shit, or don't don't you know don't pay taxes, stuff like that. Like there's only so long they can they're going to be able to get by, you know. Well, even if you do get your tax credit, it's you know, twelve hundred is not going to float it. I assume that's for each person if you're in a family, but. Yeah, that's better than nothing, but it's kind of like, okay, they broke both your legs and they handed you a crutch with a crack in it. It's not the... It's barely better than nothing. They're out of work. A lot of them weren't paying taxes or they have to wait through the paperwork. And a lot of people have told me like they're trying to call unemployment and no one answers the phone. They're completely swamped. And so you can't even report that you're unemployed and that you're still The websites. Help. Yeah, the websites keep crashing. Remember that chart I sent you that showed like uh, the unemployed, the jobless claims week by week? And then it hits when this started. And it's, and it's, it's just like, a straight line going up to 10 million. It's ridiculous. I know the island where I'm from, there's a woman down there contacted me and said, everything's closed. School's out. So the teachers aren't getting paid. Uh, the restaurants are closed the motels are closed the bridge is not allowing anyone on or off other than locals you can't go anywhere you can't do anything now some people are just doing it anyway like my brother who just goes surfing every day (laughs) it's like screw the lockdown but there's a bunch of karens out there telling on people i had a friend in la talk about that too like he's getting emails sent to him like because they live in this complex and 
they're saying so and so is outside i saw them walking a dog or whatever at this time and they have it time stamped and like took some creepy pictures of them because they don't want anyone else going outside like all these nancy ninnies are out there going there's someone outside during the lockdown being in the sunlight and uh that's the worst thing these pant shitters actually enjoy the boot licking yeah, remember remember that time when uh, when the British tried to put a three percent on tax uh, tax on tea, and we started literally murdering British soldiers, dressed as Indians, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that made it better. Yeah, uh, I remember them being having a smallpox crisis at the time, and they still didn't give up all their liberty. Del freaking tree sent uh, three U.S. dollars to say there is no downside to encouraging entropy immigration. I agree. We've got open borders here. Come into entropy. <laughs> entropy is great. Like uh, I'll post the link again in chat. The uh, by the way, I made you a moderator, so there's something. Since you've been so sick, something good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, that makes me feel better. <laughs> How's that intro? To that it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Entropy is great. It's basically uncensored chat. Like you can say whatever without any like. I mean, as long as you're not like hardcore Fed posting, and uh, it's there is you can watch the stream over there. You're you're not missing out on anything by being there because all the YouTube chat is passed through to there. So mm-hmm. that you can watch the stream there. You can see all the YouTube chat. It's just like a chat where you don't uh, where it's not as censored, and I don't have to approve every comment that has anything remotely questionable in it. No, they can say any word they want. Right. And any number they want. Like any number. You can say 5 million, 4 million, 10, whatever. 19, <laughs> 55. You can say not enough. 1,480 something. <laughs> you can say, say none. Not enough. You can say not zero. Enough. <laughs> you can say 15, 6M. You can, you know, you can say 6 million G. Or 5G, which one are we at? I forget. Somewhere in between 5 and 6 zillion. Anyway, you can do whatever on Entropy. <laughs> and all you got to do is follow the link that's uh, periodically being posted by either myself or Pug and sometimes Brett or Matthias. Got a lot of mods now. And uh, we had another one come in from Connor Fox. Sends in seven. Thank you. That's like two and a half donations. That says, uh, when will the Fed start selling all these bonds they're buying right now? And what will that lead to? Well, I don't think until they unlock things and they go up again and then they'll dump it and it'll lead to the consolidation of wealth. Pongo D sends one says, uh, obviously appears to be working for Bill Gates on this. Gates is completely out of touch with reality. You know, uh, Bill Gates is, I've seen him like in videos where everybody's dancing. He's just kind of standing all awkwardly and like, barely moving his shoulders or whatever but you can see him even in pictures with like his little loose fingers and his arms straight stuff like he's the only nerd that even in a still photograph looks like he's out of place and uncomfortable he couldn't protect he couldn't protect windows from viruses and he's trying talking about (laughs) (laughs) i don't want anybody from microsoft telling me how to get rid of a virus exactly The guy from the uh, from who? The guy from Ethiopia. That's the head of. Uh, Just world. crying about racism now. 
Oh my gosh, that's I saw that and I'm like, is this a joke? Is this sarcasm or or real stupidity? And I swear to you, I cannot tell the difference anymore. When someone says the clown world is so clowny that when I heard, I think Frankie Mitchell said, "Get this right," they're now saying COVID JuQ is racist. I'm like, how can a virus be racist? <laughs> he said, "That's what they're going with." These people, these SJWs that put everything on outcome, right? Uh, well, it's affecting this group disproportionately to this other one. Yeah, it probably does. Do you know how weird it would be if a virus evenly affected everyone in every area of every race of every, you know, exactly alike? That would be weird. If it was not affecting... uh I don't know, blacks more or whatever, and it was affecting Asians more or something, then we'd be like, oh, it's affecting Asians more, and it's still racist. It, it's got to affect somebody more than the other, no matter what. But I would chalk that up in the U.S. probably to obesity. I think we're fat as hell, and more of us are dying than, um, let's say, East Asians, Filipinos, etc., because they're not as obese, and uh, it's got nothing to do with what color you are or anything like that. It may also be a regional thing. Colder areas have more uh, more of the bug than uh, warmer areas, and different, you know, whatever. There's a lot of different explanations, but the virus is not racist. It could also just be a biological thing. Maybe those people are more susceptible. Hell, if you could admit that, though, you know, <laughs> viruses affect people differently. I mean, that's, does the sun affect people differently? Do different people get skin cancer at different rates, or even sunburned at different rates? Are different are different groups you know? more or less resistant to malaria? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Sickle cell anemia, uh, or di- whatever. Oh no, no, no. We're we're all biological deniers over here. Let's see. <laughs> but that guy from who? As I was saying, he got everything wrong, and he said masks didn't matter when they do. He's- he said it he can't said, spread person to person. He said China has it under control. He it can't says, spread uh, person to person. Yeah. How's it spreading? And by the way, Fauci said that same shit. Fauci, that this doctor that's being paraded all over like Joe yeah, Rogan. Is that the CDC guy? Or, I mean, see, I don't care. I don't pay attention because I live in a civilized country that isn't having to deal with this. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know he was on Rogan, though. That's typical. Yeah. He, yeah, it's they said celebrity that doctor guy. Couldn't, they said animals couldn't get it. They said that it doesn't live on surfaces for more than a if, few hours. Wait, wait, wait. If you if it can't spread person to person and animals can't get it, then how did anybody get it? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, five G. No. <laughs> <laughs> it spreads person. It spreads by droplets. The South Korea had the best intel, and then Iceland got did more research on uh, percentages of asymptomatic and everything, but. It spreads through droplets. It is a virus, so it does spread person to person. It can be in animals um, because we've seen redheads get it. So we know even even beasts can have this thing. <laughs> what? Oh, so what other things did he get wrong? So he, he said no person to person, no mask, no animals. He said it's, China has it contained. That was the biggest lie. Right. It's all under the control. surfaces. Yeah, the surface can't survive on surfaces it survives for days i think on the princess diamond five to seven days it was they found it like 17 days later 17 i thought it was seven right so 
I don't know if it's trace amounts, whatever. But there, you know. there's been there's been so many different numbers. Like this, you really got to take all data. That's something I keep mentioning to you, you got to take all data about this stuff with a grain of salt at this point, especially like during when it's so rapidly evolving. I mean, just to put it in context with like swine flu that was like ten years ago, we don't like we don't know if that killed one hundred seventy five thousand people or six hundred seventy five thousand. Like, there's that's a huge range, you know. And then there's people that'll say, well, this has killed this many people and this many people are infected. It's like life is not a video game where you have all the data, you know, <laughs> like and the data you do have is often very noisy and a lot of it's there's agendas driving it in every direction, you know, whether it's from hospital funding or governments or like, but it's un- unfortunately we can't just look at it and say, Oh, this many kills, this many headshots, you know, it's not a video game. It's, it's, well, whoever it's, said life's not a video game obviously did not follow the life of Rowdy Piper because <laughs> no one told him <laughs> he lived like he had extra lives. Uh, 1313 says, what if any type of specific firearm do you enjoy to fire at the range? Question for both. (laughs) I know you like your, uh, HK. uh, (laughs) I like Heckler and Koch. Uh, I like HK Egerton. (laughs) Yeah, I like him too. (laughs) Not at a firing range though. I don't know. (laughs) I I love HK stuff. Like it's expensive as fuck, but, uh, that's, that's my favorite uh i'm i've never been very a good shot with a handgun but i i love the like usp series um i don't fire at ranges cuz i lived in a place where you could just go around and shoot stuff <laughs> like yeah, yeah you felt, exactly you know I mean? same same like i i i've only been to a range like maybe twice in my life i grew up on like 800 acres in the woods in yeah, alabama the only time i ever shot at a range was at camp shot some 22s and some shotguns and stuff but i i hate ranges to be honest because there's a bunch of people there that have no idea what they're doing i always get like i feel like nervous at ranges because there's people that don't realize you're not supposed to point guns at people and shit like that or have you know? your finger on the trigger like get your hand off the trigger unless you yeah, want to people, shoot it people make me nervous at range. it's just not fun to me i'd rather just go out in the woods like growing up i used to just drive around on a golf cart or a four-wheeler with a shotgun and a rifle and just shoot everything that moved <laughs> i saw, i took my son to a range well i didn't shoot though he did so that yeah okay so anyway i don't really like to shoot stuff or animals uh so but um i'm not really a gun person i'm more of a crossbow person I like bows and I really like crossbows. That was my jam when I was younger. Did, did I tell you about that pig that nearly killed me one time? Yeah. There was, it just got I, it more I was, angry. Yeah, I was I was bow hunting and I had like a 95-pound drawback on this compound bow, which is a lot. Like this, mm-hmm. That's like basically a bullet. And uh, there's I, I was hunting uh, these pigs. It, it and, is. It's an untraceable bullet. Yeah. This, and there was this huge one. I mean, that's gigantic, quiet. Biggest one I've ever killed for sure. He had the big ass tusks and stuff. And I had a I had a clear shot at him. I shot and it hit him like in the rump. And this thing just started screaming like bloody murder. It wasn't like a pain scream. It was like I'm gonna kill your ass scream. And he started like running around me in circles, like screaming like that, trying to find. I was terrified. I'm not on, like, a, I on really, a scale of one to John Tenta. How angry was this pig? <laughs> it, it, it was blind rage like so it was like jim Cornette pissed at vince rousseau mad or <laughs> let's put it this way i was 5g pants shitting scared 
and and eventually I took another shot and was he wigged out like Alex Jones at the Bohemian Grove (laughs) (laughs) or like Jimmy Dore on Bernie lately oh he had a complete meltdown I just tweeted about that I'm like Jimmy nobody (laughs) cucked nobody uh, sold out Bernie's always sucked you're just now realizing what everyone else knew (laughs) yeah it's but this thing, uh, I I will never go. I will never hunt like wild boars again, even with a bow, without bringing at least a pistol with me. Just because, like, I could have. If you don't know how wild boars are, you don't understand what I'm saying. I could have died. <laughs> like, you got the second shot brutal. off though, right? Yes, and I and it, that did kill him. But uh, I was terrified. Well, <laughs> you did shoot him first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it was fair. some good eating. I feel like if an animal gets up and gores you and you're a hunter, like, hey, man, you were shooting exactly (laughs) whatever they do. It's you can't complain. Um, I don't have a favorite gun that I do. I like double barrel shotguns, man. I just like to obliterate things. I liked my I like guns that I make, too. I used to build like copper, (laughs) copper pipe potato guns and stuff and turn them into cannons and shoot fishing lures and things. Arthur three. This is before 3D printers. That's cheating. Arthur 3 says, what's the story behind the crazy thought on VK named Charlotte writing essays about how you hurt her feelings? I am totally unaware of this. Unless you're talking to Pug. I don't remember hurting Charlotte's feelings either. (laughs) Is this Blanco? I don't even know if that's a real super chat or a genuine question. I I really don't know anybody named Charlotte on VK. Uh, so if I hurt your feelings, then, you know, too bad. Wisen up. This is the internet. Septus seven says, uh, I thought, you know, when he said that crazy thought, I thought for sure he's talking about Alice. <laughs> Apparently she has an only fans thing now. Oh, so really? I'm sure she, 80% of my discords over there doing that. She should send Andy Worski a review copy. Dude, I gotta tell Andy to tell her to get eye surgery in his review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get eye surgery. You're not even Asian. Septus <laughs> seven. I feel like if somebody's hitting on a married person over and over, I can be as mean as I want. You know, like get bent. I got kids and a wife, and I don't even want you to. Whatever. Septus seven right. says, uh, "Is archery popular in Japan?" Yes, very, and uh, South Korea as well. Probably, it's more popular in South Korea. They, I think, they usually win the Olympics in archery too. Um, but Japan is Japan does the uh, a variety of different types though than they can better like the traditional kites and longbows and stuff. So it's pretty popular. I don't think archery is really popular any anywhere. I'm saying it's popular. It's not as popular as baseball or something, but it's popular. People bow hunt a lot in in the South for sure. Like yeah, my whole yeah. family bow hunts. I'm saying relative to other areas, it's very popular. But in South Korea, it's popular like any other sport. It's on that level. They really love their arrows. So, uh, some reservations are like that too. A lot of Native Americans are into horse jockeying, archery, kind of this, and uh, and kickboxing and stuff. Kind of what's popular there is not as popular in the in the u.s in general regular boxing is popular maybe horse racing is popular but not jockeying it's whatever i've never known anyone be really into archery like target shooting but i know a lot of people that bow hunt like for deer or turkey 
or pigs. <laughs> yeah, there's so it's so popular in South Korea. Like they have uh, K-pop girls shooting arrows, and I mean it's like Robin Hood did really well there. <laughs> they really, really into it. They fire at the castles. They do reenactments. It's a big deal, but it is more of the competitive and like archery and targets and uh, and contest type thing than it is hunting. Whereas like the American South, it's the you know to shoot dinner and not scare everything away. Connor Fox says, uh, what really happened to Bruce Lee? Give me a complete answer. I have to send more money. I will. <laughs> send seven. That is the story. Um, Chuck Norris actually tells you what happened to Bruce Lee, um, which is on YouTube for free. The backstory, though, uh, if you... You have to see the weird accidental death of Brandon Lee. And you have to read I Am Jackie Chan by Jackie Chan. Well, he didn't write it because he was illiterate. But, um, well, he can write now. But Jackie Chan was illiterate until he was an adult. It wasn't his fault. His family was actually killed by the Japanese during their occupation of Manchuria. And he had to, he went to live with like a French chef who put him in a Chinese uh, orphanage, like a opera and a Chinese opera is a weird thing they teach them kung fu singing and acrobats every day all day but they didn't teach them how to read and write but Jackie Chan went with this relates to Bruce Lee when he started breaking out uh, with I think Rumble in the Bronx that was filmed in Canada so he did a, they showed a clip of it at an MTV awards show and boom Jackie Chan is suddenly a millionaire and everybody loves his movies he went with Golden Harvest uh, out of Vietnam which is the same company that Bruce Lee went with and Bruce Lee has the all time records because he was so successful in China like more than Gone with the Wind, more than Avatar more than any of that, it's Bruce Lee as far as how many eyeballs watched it and I mean he's an iconic character, every fighting game anywhere has a, a Liu Kang or, or a Fei Long or a, you know, a Bruce Lee clone essentially he forever revolutionized martial arts and his movies were doing that. They broke every record. And then the, the next best record was also Bruce Lee breaking his own records. And so what happened when he used Golden Harvest, and even as one guy, his films were so popular that it broke up the triad monopoly that the communists had in China with his startup independent movie industry. And then Jackie Chan followed suit. And they tried to kill Jackie Chan. And he explains it in his book. They tried to assassinate him. Uh... His real name is Hong Silong. Jackie Chan went through 12 different names, by the way. Which I went to school with his son. I've talked to Jackie Chan a few times. And uh, he has a very interesting life. But they tried to kill him. And so I had to revisit Bruce Lee. Because when I was looking at the motivation for why the triads wanted to get rid of Jackie Chan. Like, how are you going to kill Jackie Chan? He's so popular in the modern era. right? If somebody shot him or killed him or something... There would be a huge investigation. He's a wealthy guy. He's one of the most loved people in Hollywood. Like, I don't know anybody that dislikes Jackie Chan, do you? I would say he's up there with, like, Fred Rogers and Bob Ross. Like, everybody likes Jackie Chan. Everybody. Who hates Jackie Chan? I really like Jackie Chan. so funny. He's so great to be around. Because he is. Anyway, um... The Triads is the Chinese Mafia, if anybody doesn't know. 
and they had been making threats to Bruce Lee and they had been sending fighters over to America to try and beat him up. Problem was nobody could. Bruce Lee took down every challenger and they were pissed. They were pissed that he was teaching uh, Westerners Chinese martial arts and Bruce Lee being an American, his response was, I'll teach whoever wants to learn, which is the best line. <laughs> I'll teach whoever wants to learn. <laughs> like exactly. Uh, it exploded, but it was a very guarded and kind of secretive thing, and they wanted him out. But more so, they didn't like that he had broken their uh, monopoly on cinema and cost them millions and millions of dollars, and that he had created and it took an independent uh, movie site industry called Golden Harvest and elevated to the point where it could challenge uh, the establishment. And it was it was not Chinese, so they hated that and they wanted him dead. And then, officially, they will say, well, he had an allergic reaction to the medicine he was taking after he, he injured his back in Russia, and it, he got it, <clears throat> this Chinese medicine, and uh, it caused the frontal lobe in his brain to, to swell and, and push on his skull, and that was what ended up killing him. The lowbrow take is he just got hit in the head too many times, but he actually didn't really get hit in the head very much at all. Um, but was he poisoned was the question and I have talked about this I'm going to talk about it with Sam Tripoli we're going to talk about Bruce and Brandon so I will give you the the details there you sent seven bucks so I pretty much put you on a path go hear Norris's thing go read I am Jackie Chan and then if you still don't get it I will give you the answer but other people don't really care I can see so I'm going to shut up about it <laughs> Sean Price says three says, Hey man, you ever thought of doing a stream with Whitney Webb? She's really informative. <laughs> no. Yeah, she uh she often has the exact same information I do four or five days after I publish it. <laughs> Fuck that girl. Uh no, I'm never gonna do a you know, I was supposed to be in a round table with Whitney and Adam Green and Jason Burmis and Titus Frost and all these everyone else showed up except for those three. Because Burmis, I would have said, admit a plane hit the Pentagon, which you never do. And then Whitney had basically gotten all my 9-11 info from Adam and then just wrote about it like she figured it all out in a day or something. It totally plagiarized my shit and didn't mention me. And she was following me on Twitter, and I fucking know she ripped it off, and everybody does. Like She's writing about the dancing Israelis and all this stuff. I'm like, you just t wrote the text for Empire and Mast and think, fuck her. No, she's not going to be on a stream with me. Cause she get exposed. She was supposed to be, and then just fucking didn't show up. She took my Epstein shit too. <laughs> I, like, I actually first found you through some of the stuff you were doing with Adam Green. Like the, <laughs> it was funny when y'all were debating. Well, Adam didn't look. I don't. I'm he not mad like, at Adam for giving her info on 9/11. Give everybody info on 9/11. Just say where you got it from. That's all. You know. Cause she maybe she didn't even know, but she just took all the stuff he was saying, and all the documents that I had put out everywhere, and then acted like, "Oh, you made this? I made this," you know, which is just a shitty thing to do. And then it ends up going on Galloway's show and all this stuff, and people asking her about it, and she doesn't know about it. Like she said that uh, she thought the camera was done on September 10th because the photos that came out have that date on there. I'm like, well, if you had read the documents you just wrote about plagiarizing, you would have noticed that it was more than 14 hours off. It says it in the FBI file. And so it absolutely was uh, September 11th and they rewound the clock. 
But she didn't know that because I didn't say it in Empire and Mass because I didn't have that photo yet, so I didn't mention it, but I had read it all, which proves she didn't really read these things. She's just reading the summary of stuff other people did and then put it all out like it was her work. It was funny when you were you and Adam Green were debating 9-11, and like after a few minutes, he's like, I really don't want to debate 9-11 with Ryan anymore. <laughs> It's his. He shouldn't, but it was his. wasn't him. It was his audience pushing him to do it. Be like, ask ask him about fire stirp. Yeah, it was. It was funny. It though. wasn't like, a fireman he, he there that was surprised when uh, Building Seven fell. They're like, that building's next, right? Yeah. Allowing it to burn is already like a foregone conclusion. You don't have to blow it up if it's completely on fire, and you're not even going to try and put the fire out. It's inevitable that it's going to go down eventually. You know, that's what fire does whatever especially when the fire prevention systems have been tampered with right and that's the side of the story that i get into and i also talk about police finding vans with explosive devices in them in the other towers it's so, amazing to me that that part is like that so many people that don't should be the biggest that they, thing our yeah. fucking chief of the fire department and police said we have found a van full of explosive devices in the parking garage of the world trade center and then another van pulled over later in the Meadowlands and another one pulled over in Liberty State Park and another one pulled over in the George Washington Bridge and another one spotted yet not pulled over by Glenn Ford. Like, and we know, uh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not getting triggered about 9-11 stuff, but that should <laughs> be the focus. That should be yeah. the focus. Like you caught a foreign intelligence agency in vans full of explosives. That's, that's what I was And you're sitting there going, thermite? Like, you don't have to look through the dust like we caught them. And we have a huge paper trail, and they're the ones lying about anthrax, and that's who lied about Iraq, and that's, like, it all makes sense. And you're acting like none of that information exists, and and you get these Class D arguments about, like, how fast something ought to fall. When we have Class A arguments, Mm -hmm. you're ignoring the good arguments to focus on. They argue about whether or not a cell phone would work on a plane when people called from the air phones, which absolutely works. That's what they're for. And just, mm-hmm. oh, I'll never forget seeing live like when I was I was in middle school when 9-11 happened and when I, I saw them report the bombs found on the George Washington Bridge as it happened I was like well that's obviously connected and then like I kept asking like teachers and family and stuff like so what happened with those bombs they found on the bridge just disappeared and that like how about Dan Rather going on the late show and saying that the uh, people were celebrating across the Hudson River Middle Easterners and then it disappeared. Like, oh, who was that? Oh, it turned out they weren't Muslims, so shut up. <laughs> shut up, you anti Mark. Sean Price says, oh, apparently somebody's having a hard time. Sean Price says, a bad man didn't know about that reality informed on quite a bit of stuff would have been a great uh, missing a T. A great also, do you have, do you give any credit to the mass hypothesis True hypnosis. media, yeah, <laughs> mass hypnosis through the media on TV to ignore 9/11 truth. Let me read that again without screwing it all up. I can't hear because my kid's screaming and I got tinnitus. So whenever there's something in the background, I can't even hear my own voice. My bad, man. Didn't know about that. Really informed on quite a bit of stuff. Would have been great. Also, do you give any credit to the mass hypnosis? through the media on TV to ignore 9-11 truth. I mean, in a way, TV's always this low-level hypnosis. That's why they call them programs. But it's not like, look at my watch, you're getting sleepy level by any means. But 
9-11 truth is ridiculous. Like 99.9% of 9-11 truth is just dumb. It stretches from holograms to uh, people, hijackers are still alive and bomb on every floor and, you know, dustification and new weapons and miniature nukes and, and, uh, and this one got shot down and remote control. Like, it's just dumb. And I feel like if I had not put my version of 9-11 out early, it would have been impossible because it's just... It's a tar baby. And the reason people can't talk seriously about conspiracies is because of the Alex Jones and Jason Burmis types that go out there and just go derp and deny school shootings and tell you probably, I don't know if they're saying 5G will melt your brain or not. It sounds like I, it, but earthquake machines and, you know, harp. And, uh, I think harp. Ryan's going to be uploading War by Deception again soon, which it's yeah. already out there. But like, just. I'll probably re upload it for all the new people. It's the. All you got to do is most watched videos on my channel. I think it's the third most watched video or something. That if if like if you're not familiar with that, you you really need to see that to even like really know who Ryan is. Like that's uh that's kind of that and Empire Unmasked and that's kind of like the condensed version of Empire Unmasked. Like I have work a 14 minute version of War by Deception that just goes over the Israel stuff, like the cliff note kind. But I would watch the 3 the hour, hour one. Yeah, yeah, the 2 2 hour and 41 is fine too. The three-hour one gets more details into the Iraq War, but I think, damn, you ought to know about that by now, like all the lies about that. But I think people don't because there are a lot of people that are still going, mo oil, like, oh, anytime anything happens anywhere, something in Venezuela, oil, something in Iraq, oil, something in Ukraine, oil. That is not what happened. You I've have to look at the specifics. With- we did not get any more imports of oil from Iraq after the war than before. We did not prevent any oil from leaving Iraq any more than before. We went to war with Iraq because that's what Israel wanted. They're the ones that lied about it. They lied about yellow cake uranium. They lied about weapons under the palaces of Saddam. William Sapphire did that. Sapphire. He got a Guardian of Zion award for it. Just a moment. I, gotta... I give you the floor, Pug. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've I've been really into 9/11 Middle Eastern foreign policy and stuff for a very long time. Like when it first happened, like I got <laughs> sent to alternative school for just asking too many questions about it. My teachers kept saying, "Oh, it's the end of the world. Like Jesus is coming back and, you know, they hate us because we're free." And I'd be like, "Yeah, but why did why would they say that? Why would someone kill themselves to kill people they've never met? Like there's obviously this there's obviously a reason, and that's that's actually what I basically went to college to try to figure out why 9/11 happened. Like I studied Arabic, and like uh, one of the first things I started like Students for Justice in Palestine in my in my university, and uh, one of the first things that I did was actually read some of the stuff that was written by the people involved, and like and I was like, and it was talking all about Palestine and Yemen and Somalia, and like I. It was just amazing to me that I had never heard that that was never even mentioned in any of the media explanations for any of the stuff that happened in 9/11. And then when you start seeing like, oh well, who, which country's agents actually were driving that those vans and things like that, it's it's pretty obvious. To it's easy to tie it together, but it's it's crazy how long it took me to find Ryan's work because this is stuff I had looked into for a very long time. And uh, 
I wish I had known about him back then when I was doing all the Ron Paul campaigning and stuff like that. But uh, I'm very glad I did eventually fund his work. And War by Deception is phenomenal. Like, he did so much research for that and was like, I, it amazes me that people had that much tied together that far back. And uh, <laughs> it, it puts it in a little bit of context as to why he gets so frustrated when people are like, jet fuel melts uh, can't melt steel beams or talking about the plane size there's no plane sized hole or something like that because like if you see the amount of work this guy's put into this stuff like it's he he went over a bunch of stuff that i had already figured out but he was like the first person to like really tie that all together plus a bunch of stuff that i had never had not heard and if the and of course i looked into it and sure enough like He's he did phenomenal work on that. Really, the Empire Unmasked is the paid version, and it's it's totally worth it. But uh, War by Deception is hey, we're back the best by the way. Nine eleven free nine yeah. eleven content you can find. I did that just because of loose change. I saw what was happening because they got everything wrong about everything, other than maybe the date. They didn't know it was on September eleventh. That's about the only thing they got right. And that was going around everywhere, and a lot of great people who rightfully knew to not trust the government and that Bush and Cheney all were liars, but then they were just being fed a wheelbarrow of horseshit. And Mike Rivero helped me get that movie out that I made, and but I never got on some million audience channel like James Corbett or somebody like that. They all went on Alex Jones, all of them. And he, of course, would divert it into crazy land whenever he could. And these are the same people talking about chemtrails and 5G and all that. Just, just, dude, all that shit is false. And they do that to discredit you. So if you can, if you get something right about September 11th or the lies that led to the war in Iraq or talking about how we secretly finance Al-Qaeda in Syria, and then in the same breath you're like, and 5G melts your brain... You've just wiped out all your credibility with intelligent people, with or with non-paranoid people, let's say, and it pisses me off to no end because 9/11 murdered 3,000 Americans and led to a war that murdered over a million people. A million people are dead in the Middle East from these lies, and you get people derping about, you know, Flight 93 being blown out of the sky or whatever, even though we have 95% of the debris, the black box, itemized list, all that. If you don't admit that Ziad al-Jara was on Flight 93, then you no longer have a paper trail back to the Mossad from that angle when two of his first cousins were caught in Lebanon spying uh, on Hezbollah on behalf of the Israeli state. You have a 9-11 pilot whose relatives were spying uh, for Israel and working for a foreign intelligence agency. I know that's not because every Arab has 25 kids or whatever, like some idiot trying to argue with me. It's just you're being led on a path to nowhere with disinformation and they're wasting your time. It's like a dog chasing its tail. Alex Jones, I know people that watched him five or six years in a row and did not know that teams from Jerusalem were caught and convicted and thrown in prison for illegally uh, dismantling the fire prevention systems in the World Trade Center. Everyone ought to know that. Everyone ought to know about the the vans and all that. Everyone ought to know that our own FBI, the Miami field office, informed Newark that a 9-11 hijacker had used 
classic international movers in Israeli front, for, which was giving them logistical support to move back and forth between New York and Florida. In prison for Ely. It's just, I got a little one in my lap is why the camera's off right now, though, but he was having a hard time. Marcia, you want to say something? What's this? Is it Apple? Did you just mute my mic? I hope I wasn't muted that whole time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no? I can hear you. Okay, because he just touched it. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been something bad. <laughs> Did I miss? All right, some chats came while I was gone. Um, or one did. No, it didn't. Never mind. It looked like it did. My bad. False flag. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched War by Deception, you should definitely watch that. It's uh. It's a good one. And the Atwood um, interview about Epstein should be up on his channel later today. You should go watch that too. It wasn't live. so Yeah, it's a 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. There was. Al-Qaeda is real. They just don't work independently from intelligence agencies. Did you drop? Oh, I see the Discord link is in there. You should join Discord. Connor Fox sent another four and said, Have you ever made any sense of that? tree of life in the Kabbalah <laughs> I mean it's a religion so it makes sense to you if you follow that you know but <clears throat> I think a lot of uh, a lot of those older religions are sort of based on like environmental phenomena that they want to explain like why are some things alive and other things not that's a pretty good question I mean if you think about it in ancient philosophy like how come me and certain animals and stuff can move around and think and make decisions and all this other stuff, the sand, the wind, the water, whatever, it just kind of seems automatic, like lifeless, and yet we're built out of it. So what is it that is in us, or how is it that uh, non-living matter becomes living matter? They wouldn't phrase it like that. And I think the tree they're doing is they wanted, the idea was some dualistic realm of of a spirit or animating force, which they also believed was in fire, by the way. They thought fire was alive. It technically does fit a definition of life in the sense that it can reproduce and grow and all, all the things. That was an episode of Star Trek. Oh, little one just fell asleep. All right, I got to go. I'll give you the floor again. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, me and Ryan had some conversations about Gnosticism recently that was really interesting. There's some, a little overlap there with Kabbalah, with like the lesser key of Solomon and all that. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's weird how Kabbalah seems to be more of a Goy thing. Actually, if you notice like the prominent practitioners all tend to be like Goyish celebrities. Uh, but there's, I've, I've always found the Gnostic traditions really interesting. One of my favorite poets, uh, Yeats, was really into that. Uh, Crowley, Aleister Crowley, if you've ever read any of his work, was really into that. Crowley, of course, was a very strange guy. But uh, that's uh, that's Gnosticism. There's, and I'm also fascinated by the non-canonical gospels, like basically the religious texts that are from the same period by the same people that are mentioned in the Bible that like are not included in the canon basically because Catholics and the council of Trent and the council of Rome didn't decide to include it in the Bible. 
uh, but it's, it's you know things like the Gospel of Thomas, the infancy Gospel of Jesus that talks about that period of time when Jesus you know that's missing in Jesus's life in the Bible. Uh, oh, sorry, I got uh, back. Are you talking about Gnosticism? Gospel of Judas. Yeah. You got to get Gospel of Judas in there. The Socrates. Yeah. Got to talk about the demiurge. That's really right. what Jesus was talking about in the Book of John when he's saying the Father of Lies. When he's saying a certain group of people actually worship the yeah the devil essentially. Not the devil. Um, the devil is actually higher magnitude than the demiurge. Is twelve levels of magnitude lower than the one, the creator. The the second level is the judge. There's twelve gods and twelve realms. And in, in Judas, they say uh, the god supreme, one above all, is twelve angels. And then the twelve angels made uh, each made six angels. But anyway, the fool, the uh, the Saklas, the uh, the liar, the deceiver trickster that is the uh the god that they are unwittingly worshiping uh for the jays <laughs> let me move this dog image i think of it somebody said that i've seen antifa satanists in portland oregon of course they were fat as fuck yeah there's a lot of satanists around here the but what's really funny to me is there's a Crowley, O-T-O, Ordo Templar Orealis, or, or something like that. This religion started by Crowley, and of course Crowley was extremely fucked up. Like He, he made a sport out of being as fucked up as a human could be. But there's there's a temple, one of his religion is has a temple here, and there was a newspaper article not long ago about people complaining that there was sexism and misogyny in this O-T-O temple, and it's like do y'all realize what you signed up for? This is Aleister Crowley's religion. Like he would be disappointed <laughs> if he would be disappointed if there wasn't sexism and misogyny. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, people are interested in narcissism. Have you ever heard the story of like Satan was a fallen angel or a fallen archangel? Excuse me, that he rose up and and uh, the Lord and Uriel and all his top angels they banished him down and and then. Uh, Beelzebub would ever take for a thousand years and so on but um, that story of getting a third of the angels to rebel against God and being cast into hell and becoming demons and all is not in the Bible there is a one line about the fall in Isaiah but that whole long detailed story that's not from the canonized Bible that's from Christian literature that survived from books that are now omitted um, the book of Enoch is no longer in there the book of Enoch is very interesting and it gives a lot of um cosmological claims in there as well it also Book reveals it reveals Book what was Enoch. <laughs> no well there's two Enoch, there's two enochs right there's the one from cain and one from seth right. and uh actually <laughs> i probably have some graphics on this because uh, this is kind of a hobby of mine there's the seventh son of abel is named enoch and uh the first son of cain is named enoch but interestingly, they both have descendants with, you have Methuselah that gave birth to Lemak, which gave birth to Moses. and But you also have Methusael and Lemak uh, on the other Enoch line as well. So let me see. I think I have a, I believe I have a chart of that from the other day. I was talking to somebody about it and I made a, yeah, I do. Here we go. Boom. This is what I'm talking about. You can see here, this is the Cain and Abel story. You know, Adam and Eve, you've heard the, the garden story, right? Cain kills Abel, uh, gives birth to Enoch, and the land of Enoch, the city was called Enoch, and the land of Nod. 
And so these in the land of Nod, these cities already existed and stuff. So the idea that they're the first people, no, no, they're the first Chosenites. Right. People are already all over the earth. <clears throat> so you got Seth and Ennis and Kenan, which and Irad and, Jer- and Jarad are the same person too. And then you have Methuselah and, and Methuselah and Limech, Limech, same thing. But you get Jubal, or Jubal and Noah. Well, I said Moses. I don't know why I said Moses earlier. <laughs> Moses is way, way later. Noah, I was thinking the Ark. I get, I get my mythological people mixed up sometimes, but Ham and some kind, sometimes Dan, and y'all know the rest. But and you'll see a similar thing in the the uh, genealogy of Jesus through Joseph. Uh, the um, the they can't agree. The apostles, the gospels can't agree on his lineage. It was both false te- attempts to link him to King David. Problem being, King David is a fictional um, story, so there is. It's like being linked to King Arthur. There isn't really a King Arthur, so there is no bloodline of King Arthur, and there's no bloodline of King David because there never really was a King David. There is in religion, but not in history. So they did two different attempts to try and get back to that. Both failed, so that he would have a a classic bloodline heritage to be have the claim of King of the Jews. But that's not what Jesus came down for in a king in that sense. He's like, and he explained that, like, my kingdom isn't on earth. You don't get it. And when he spoke to the disciples at the Last Supper, oh, by the way, in the, what I was saying, anyway, in the book of Enoch, it reveals what was eaten off the truth of uh, the knowledge of good and evil. Because remember, there's two magic trees in the, gar- in the garden. There's the tree of life, which would make you immortal, like us, and God is talking in the plural. Some Christians would say, well, he's talking about himself and all the angels. Fine. It would make you immortal. And the other one gave you knowledge of good and evil. Now, a serpent, not Satan, it just says a serpent, which had legs at the time because its legs were taken away as punishment, tricks Eve into eating fruit from the tree. And a lot of people assume it's an apple. It never says it's an apple. It just says fruit. But in Enoch, it is revealed what it was that Eve ate. Do you know what it was? It's not an apple. Anybody no. know? Does anybody know? Nobody? Alright, ask me and I'll answer you with a super was chat. It, was, was it a bagel? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you super chat me and say what was on the tree of good, the knowledge of good and evil, I'll tell you. It's in the book of Enoch. You can read it in there too. Truth says, uh, Michael Flynn... 2012. I, I'm just getting off this Bible stuff because I have no idea if people are interested in that or not. So, anyway, Michael Flynn, 2012 DIA report, Oded Yanan, Clean Break Memo, Weekly Standard, Leo Strauss, Neocons, Institutionalized Zionism, that shunned Finkelstein from getting a job from talking about, yeah, exactly, uh, with Chomsky acknowledges and wrote essays about all anti Semitic Nazi JQ shit. That's, that's from Bosch. By the way. So, that's- um,. That's what Vosh, like, that's what he brought up to Vosh, and then Vosh, like, uh, that, said that he wasn't a Zionist shill, but cut him off when he mentioned any of those topics. Well, the DIA report from Michael Flynn flat out admits that we were, and pl- the plan was to help create a selfish principality in Syria. I mean, it lays it out, and Brad Hoff uh, first exposed that on the Levant report. report. you got to give him some credit, and I've interviewed him. He was a soldier. Uh, a U.S. soldier. He's stationed in Syria now as a resident. Um, 
and he's very very good on the dia and all the reports it's section 8c if you want to go read about it i've put screenshots on it in the movie that andrew and i made yeah oded yanan and clean break flat out give you the plan for iraq and syria uh institutionalized zionism that shunned finkelstein so norman Frankenstein is who he's talking about uh who's a professor and basically because of his outspoken criticism of israel he was run out of town um, Trump acknowledges he's talking about Noam Chomsky and yeah that doesn't make you a Nazi all that stuff happened way after World War II and uh, it's not JQ crap or Zionist shill or white supremacist or anything that's just stupid look we ate Al-Qaeda Israel did write out plans to go to war with Iraq and Syria they did and we did it and we're at war it happened and that's why it happened. A bunch of neocons who were all Israeli partisans, all of them. Richard Pearl, Douglas Fyth, Wormser, um, you know, David Fromm, Elliot Abrams. What do they all have in common? William Crystal, Robert Kagan, the Weekly Standard, I think you mentioned in there too. Leon Strauss was the old Chicago school um, brain of these guys, these former Trotskyites that become the break the backbone of the first generation of neocons then you get your second generation ones like bolton and company they're all zionists blanco nino says that he's gay and he's looking for a boyfriend this is not the place to be doing that you got to go back on grinder blanco <laughs> i'm not you know i'm not getting triggered on the missile stuff it's it's like uh I'm just tired of having to re-explain stuff and I don't like having the stream get hijacked into this because not everybody knows you're a character that does sarcastic jokes every day. So someone new watching is like, oh, why'd you ignore that missile question? Oh, you couldn't answer that? Huh? Huh? You know, so just... That one was it. pretty funny and obviously a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not really on Grinder looking for guys. Maybe somebody's <laughs> false flagged him back. That's Maybe that's not even Blanco. Who knows? Because I've never I've heard him say other people were homosexual, but he never admitted it himself until now. <laughs> no, he wrote, "Was it a missile or a tree, Rye?" Well, I'll. Uh, oh, the yes, tree it was the a garden missile on get, the tree of life. Yeah. Yes, they ate <laughs> they ate off the missile of the knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the uh, the America First crowd, the AF crowd of the uh, Fuentes variety, would be like. That stupid thought gave him the apple. Now that's why we're being punished. It's not an apple. Never said it was an apple, and he never said it was a snake. It's a serpent. It actually, it may have be what snakes are now. Some people could theorize because it was forced to crawl the ground on its belly and everything from there on, and, and smite the heel of man who would have to toil to make and bring labor to, in order to get food to come out of the ground when it used to just be abundant everywhere in the myth. Uh, and Eve would have a horrible pregnancy, and that's why women have uh, oversized head babies, <laughs> and and a lot of one out of six used to die. These explanations for these things is all because you ate off the wrong tree, and it's weird that uh, this God, the Jewish God, did not want to share with you the knowledge of good and evil or immortality. He didn't want you to have those things. But again, this God is not the one that created the Garden of Eden; it's the Demiurge. Uh, which is is like almost the least most powerful one of the 12 in the tier. 
uh, he and his two angels. So, anyway, Gnostic texts reveal it. It was a big threat to Christianity. Almost all we have on on what the Gnostics believe now are Christians talking trash about them. <laughs> so, but it was out there, and it's still in Christian literature. And it seems to be, if you ask, a lot of people don't really know their own faith. If I start asking people or telling people things that are in the Bible or not, or maybe we even the Quran, yeah, we will. But I, I can quote the Quran at a Christian, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's not the Bible, that's the Quran. Or I can quote parts of the Bible to a Muslim, and they're like, and just say Allah instead of God. And they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, no, actually, that's the book of whatever. Jesus they don't know. The, most Jesus people have never really sat down Quran. and read. Yeah, well, Jesus is in the Quran, but I wouldn't quote. Significantly. Exactly. But I'm talking about I would pull something out of, you know, Ezekiel or Ruth or whatever. It's definitely not in the Quran. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, nope, nope. Um, most people have never really read their religion, and that's why they're religious. No. <laughs> but uh, if you take a serious study and in the Joseph Campbell sense or religion for breakfast sense or like any religious studies major or somebody, then you'll get a lot more out of it. You're going to have to reject a lot of the more fanciful miracles and stuff, but you're actually going to see some hidden truths. And that's, that's the thing. The Gnostics had the hidden truth. Judas had the hidden truth. He's the only one of the 12 couldn't stand up to Jesus and he stood up, but he couldn't look him in the eye. But Jesus revealed to him secret knowledge that the others could not handle and that he's the one that would betray him. Anyway, we'll do a Gnostic stream. We'll do a religion stream. Blanco yeah, says, uh, come on, Rye. Uh, he said you burned his grinder. <laughs> I, oh, I burned his grinder. Oh, done burned grinder. But don't worry. That was the the last time I worshipped Carol Baskin. Dude. <laughs> Why are you on Team Baskin? Team Joe all the way, dude. <laughs> Team Joe all the way. My brother wrote a funny thing on uh, Facebook. He said, Donald Trump to pardon Joe Exotic and reopen investigation into Carol Baskin's husband's death. And everyone's like, I'll vote for him then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> Trump's considering it. He said he's looking into it. Didn't Revenge of the Cyst have a, a good take on that about people putting tiger ears on Zoomers and something? <laughs> very, very funny, yeah. <laughs> Revenge of the uh, Cyst. About <laughs> Joe Exotic was talking to some like high school, and he was talk going into this race stuff that was pretty funny actually, and their commentary over it was hilarious. They were saying, "I just," they were doing a Joe Joe Exotic impression, saying, "I just want that Nick Fuentes boy. Tell him I got Legos, I got tigers, I got gay men. We can cut the ears off the tigers and put them on some of the men. I got everything he wants." <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, he's never gonna live that one down. Thirteen. 13 cents 20 it says active duty military getting the stimulus trump bucks 1200 base plus 500 per child up to three to two gnostic stream would be freaking awesome so uh you can get 500 per child if you have under three kids i guess or under four kids plus a thousand two hundred if you are active military so good for them at least you know they are in some of the hot spots you know um, that got hit by this virus. They're all over the world, really. Our military is, but agnostic stream would be freaking awesome. Yeah, it'd be way better if I actually sat down and prepared it instead of ad libbing it too. But I, we had a good 
conversation about Gnostics, mystics, and um, I really Nietzsche. like Joseph Campbell. Yeah, Nietzsche. Well, we're, this is what we need to do. We need to do a Nietzsche and then Uncle Ted stream. And then if, if people want to hear about religion from an objective or like atheist perspective that is not going to favor one, well, this was a real God. All the rest of them suck. Uh, just looking uh, at it like, look, some of these things are true and a lot of it ain't. But some of it, the it doesn't matter. Like the principles in it are good. Like Superman and, is a great character as far as having a moral compass and role model. Does he have my, to exist? No. You know, my own perspective would be more of a deist perspective or pantheism, not in the everything's mm-hmm. real sense, but more in the everything is God sense. And you know, pantheism is getting more and more blurred with theoretical physics right now, where it's like maybe the Indians were right. Maybe ancient man was on to something everywhere, actually. The ancient Europeans had the same thing. They didn't always worship a Jewish god. They were animists and pantheists. Deus is our founding fathers, man. (laughs) Right, right. And that's basically like the watchmaker interpretation of God. The clockwork maker, yep. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, back then, without knowing about DNA or evolution or any of that, it would have been really hard to explain without some sort of, like, unmoved mover aristotelian thomas aquinas type god or but one that didn't interfere or answer prayers because if it's omnipotent it would have perfect knowledge and it wouldn't need to like change its plan later it would just do it once and be done anyway rick oringer sends five and says comment on the dollar dumping by most of the world in march by the shanghai corporation org uh, thus, the Zios fake death virus and shut down the show. They are still all powerful. They failed to convince. Um, I think a lot of that dollar dumping was legit fear that when this virus hits and they lock down the economy and shut down all the stores and everything, that stocks are going to tank and the dollar would tank. That's what people assumed, I think. And so Shanghai was, it's not really conspiratorial. It was more just like, very predictable consequence of what's going on because of the virus unless you say well what if they allowed this virus to spread on purpose because the level of stupidity of not shutting the border because of accusations of xenophobia or whatever is so bad so dumb that you would think it would have you would almost rather have been on purpose for them to be so stupid to say oh it's a virus but it'll just stay over there because we don't want to be xenophobic so keep the border open I can't think of anything dumber but that's what happened and so you'd say oh maybe they left the border open on purpose because they wanted the virus to get they wanted it to spread because yeah they'll sacrifice some old people to die and young people to get sick because it'll act as a pretext to shut down everything arbitrarily depreciate assets arrange a bailout for themselves which they can then use to consolidate their wealth by buying up all the assets after they go down and either way you shake it whether that was on purpose or they're just taking advantage of a natural situation either way it's bad because the bailout the stimulus yeah you get your trump bucks but it's like you know they broke both your legs and gave you a half a crutch you'll take the half crutch because you have to but you wouldn't be in that situation in the first place if they had not overreacted and shut down every store, every restaurant, every bar, all retail. They just closed everything. Everyone's out of work. The cure cannot be worse than the problem, and it is. I mean, maybe you can go a month 
How about two months? How about three months? What if you're still doing this in July? What's going to happen in a violent place like America if the stores, if everything doesn't reopen next month? People are going to... And it doesn't open in June, right? What's going to happen? You can't do that. It's going to get violent for sure. Like People are going to be fucking robbing places and rioting and... It's it would get bad. That's that's what I think. The if they announce Trump, another oh another month close, no one's everyone's gonna be like, nope, I'm yeah. going out tomorrow. Jeez. And the more like pressure builds from that, you know, the more like people realize that wow, my business is gonna go bankrupt because the government told me it has to. The more the people the the kooky shit's gonna get more and more appealing to those people. They're gonna be right. like, well, maybe it's all just fake and gay to begin with. You know, they'll be thinking, I don't, I've never seen a picture of this virus. I don't know anybody who's died from it. Maybe it's all fake. You know, da- dancing doctors and mannequins, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. that's, that stuff's out there, and uh, we're trying to have a nuanced view. We're not saying it's a hoax. You, you can't have light it's switch fake, brain. But we're not saying have, it's the yeah. end of the world. Yeah, you're having right. light switch brain, exactly. Don't be binary. Don't. I always say don't be a basic bitch. But um, <laughs> Same thing. Everything isn't one extreme or the other. Right. It's almost never like that. Right. But I don't know. People, they create echo chambers online, and then they get into camps. Oh, I'm in this camp. I'm in that camp. He doesn't believe exactly what I do. F him. You exactly. Know? Um. Oh, right. I love your foreign policy work and economics and all that. How come you're not a race realist, though? <laughs> you know how many times I hear that? Yeah, I'm, I bet you do, especially lately. <laughs> uh, lately, I haven't, I haven't even been around. But so I want to address this Vosh neck bearded commie weirdo guy who called me a white supremacist and a Nazi, like. Everyone that watches my stream knows what a crock of shit that is. In fact, not only do I not promote that stuff, I actively argue against it and with those people all the time. But this is someone that just sees like, oh, you talk to Fuentes or you, or this guy or that. Oh, you must be him. Yeah, literally. Just Don't Googled you know if you talk to somebody yeah. that you have to be now you're automatically that person? They did that to Sticks. Sticks Hexenhammer. He's another YouTuber. And Ramsey Paul, who's been on this show before. Ramsey and Vosh has talked to people that he would consider that way, too. So it's like, that's why I have no fucking patience for him doing it. Because he's said shit worse than you've said by far. Like, you've never oh, said he's anything He's got like much him. more in common with uh, Spencer and those turds than I do. And Absolutely. he says racist stuff about white people all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just a privileged individual. Larpy Darpy, I wrote him very civil emails explaining, like, maybe you didn't know because you did a lazy Google search or your crowd is pressuring you or whatever, and explained everything. I'll, I'll do a, I'm going to do a video just on that later so I can read the emails out and everyone can see how he clipped a video of mine where I'm talking about Jay supremacists and Zionists and only put out the, the part in the middle. And admit, I mean, somebody clipped it and then. He knows it was clipped because I wrote him and said, here's the full video. You know, stop being a basic bitch. And then following t- two days later, still put out the clip video. So that's on purpose. That's willful deception. So I think right there, that guy is dishonest. Yeah. Horsecock horse lover and all. <laughs> he, he's pretty bad. Like, it's crazy. Like I said, I don't, especially for him to be saying stuff like that, because he's talked to, I mean, he's got an interview with Richard Spencer coming up. Like, he, 
it, it's crazy how charitable he expects people to be to interpreting stuff he says that's like ob- openly calling for violence. He said then, bomb bomb certain people. Yeah, to glass. Mm-hmm. And, and that's anti-Semitic. Ad- yeah, has advocated violence against police officers. Like, but then like it's it, the the lack of self awareness is just really next level. Well, he ain't ever gonna debate because I I guess he'd be my grandchild since I'm de- people call me Destiny's daddy and Destiny's his daddy. That would make me his granddaddy. <laughs> he ain't ever gonna do it. These people they go around and they look for low hanging fruit to debate with, and they know he knows I'm a lot more intelligent than he is. I know more about the Middle East than he does. I know more about economics than he does. I know about more about probably his favorite thing than he does because he's just dumb. And I've been tr- I tried to be civil. And I tried to correct him. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then he willfully stuck up a clip video to try and make his case again to save face. So when I'm done, I've had the Antwood video to put up and some other things in New Mech. And then it's on like Donkey Kong because I'm not letting him get away with that. Truth just sent five and says, high five to my favorite Goyams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to New Mech documentary. Sorry to hear about your predicament, Pug. Uh, wish for your recovery. End all Thanks, aid to man. Israel. End all aid to Israel. Child abusers should be trained in Sharia. Should be trialed wow. in in uh, Sharia court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing lower than a child abuser, other than a redheaded child abuser, I guess. God. I don't know. Gosh, I, I was telling Ryan about this story. I'm sure some of y'all have heard about it too. They did a. Uh, I think it was BBC did like a little documentary on this group, this like polyamorous, co- not couple group in Florida. That was like this one uh, very, <laughs> very unappealing woman and like uh, and four guys that they were like a a unit, I guess. And like then she gets pregnant, and they did like this documentary on her and stuff. And sure enough, one of the dudes just beat the baby nearly to death. Like, and uh, I don't know. It was, it, it was it was they were trying to normalize that type of relationship but this guy like i mean he's in prison now but the baby did survive but barely like broken ribs like lots of broken bones i don't know how anyone could hit a baby oh it's being loud it was being loud yeah. for a reason do what yeah. i just did pick him up hold him coddle him get him to sleep like it's not easy being a parent but man a, a child is absolutely helpless they depend on you for everything, and if they, if they don't feel safe around you, they have no safety ever. And that'll stunt their growth. I wonder, well, I'm not going to get into my theory about little dog syndrome, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do Nietzsche, Uncle Ted, and then maybe a Gnostic stream or pantheism, deism, religion in general. That's something to do. That'd be great. Yeah. But this this to- topic of the masks being diverted from hospitals and at the same time being sent to Israel. Hold if on that a second. Do, rip- do not do not put me in the same group as Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer actually is a white I supremacist. Think I think they're talking about a different Ryan. <laughs> dork. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Ryan Folk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They none of them will discuss this stuff with me. They all like, we'll do that later, and then they don't. So whatever. Because they got everything to lose. I'm not saying that R doesn't exist. 
It does. I'm saying you can't attribute complex like political ideologies and philosophical opinions and stuff as if it's just some biological product. It's not. That is absolutely software, just like your language. It's so, it's complex, but it's software. It's not hardware. You can see that by the fact that you can change that someone will change their political opinion four or five times in their life. You can change someone's mind by having a conversation with them. It's not ingrained in the biology. And when you see trends of, uh, well, this group votes this much percent this way or whatever, I'm like, yeah, it's either this way or that way. You only gave them a 50th choice, right? <laughs> like, And sometimes that's because maybe the uh, party they're voting for divvies out benefits based on biology. So it's, you know, it's identitarian politics. It's so dumb. Those people are so dumb. It does not determine your personality or any of that stuff. Averages, it, your culture is going to overlap with your race. All right. If race was doing averages like that, then Taiwan and China should be exactly alike because they're all Chinese. And that they're as night and day as North and South Korea, who are also all Korean. And they don't have uh, the same personalities, uh, ideologies, etc. Or Hong Kong, where they're all, this is all the same race, right? It's stuff I don't know. It's like I'm I'm tired of people like doing their little uh, hit and runs in the comments and never having a discussion and never doing Skype. So I'm just not even going to address it unless you're willing to talk. Rick Oringer says the Eskimos have <laughs> hit Iran to cut off Asia's oil supply after the shutdown and a freak death virus attempt to convince the world they still reign supreme. Craps out. Agree or no? Uh, the left-handed Eskimos have been hitting Iran even before the virus, but they've been trying to cut off oil from Iran to Asia, not Asia's oil to Iran. It's the other way around. Or is that what you were trying to say? We'll hit Iran to cut off Asia's oil. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they cut off Asia's oil. Um, it's, it's not a cutting off Asia's oil. Oil They'll just buy it from Iraq or the UAE or, or Russia, whatever. It's cutting off Iran's ability to sell the oil. It's not like Asia's still going to get oil. They just have to pay a little bit more for it. Iran's unable to sell it, which is crippling their economy. It's all about crushing Iran. Uh, pissing off Asia is, is not something desired. Because if, if forced to, um, they'll just lift, this, they'll just trade with Iran anyway. You know, China's doing that. China's been buying and selling oil with Iran. They're just like, screw your sanctions. And they're big enough to do that. But uh, a lot of businesses are starting to move out of there. Another one, you know, like right now, uh, Iraq's biggest export of oil is to India. But they used to divide that up, but they can't buy from Iran right now. So there still are black markets getting oil from Iran with pandemonium flags and things like that. I mean, don't kid yourself. They're still doing the black market but it is significantly reduced and it's all about crushing Iran because that's in Israel's interest it doesn't serve Asia Europe or the United States to get rid of uh, an oil exporter which would lower the cost of oil and improve economies around the world and the whole thing is based on a lie about Iran's mythical um, production of nuclear weapons and remember who did that? Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, goes to the UN with a cartoon bomb and a red line on it and saying Iran's building this. And, and they're not. They never, you need 90% enrichment. Iran's more like 3, 
3 to 20 is how you can get medical isotopes and things. They wanted nuclear power for electricity. That's all, like many states have had. They, they even, on the Eisenhower's Adams for Peace, we helped set Iran up with their first nuclear uh, power plants. So it's just Israel lying, and they, it's always them screaming in pain as they beat you because guess who actually does have a secret nuclear weapons program and stole stuff from the United States? Israel, not Iran. Everything they're accusing Iran of, Israel's actually guilty of. And we should lift all the sanctions on Iran. I don't believe this. I would like, would you sanction Israel? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sanction anybody. If you want to boycott them, do it. But I don't want the government directing the economy. Because they never do it right. Um, I've heard that story like, oh, we went to war in Iraq not to get the oil, but to prevent China from getting the oil. Cool story, bro, but that ain't what happened. They did not change exports to China either. In fact, Iraq was never an exporter to China until the war. Iraq uh, wasn't even in the top 15 exporters to China. After the war, now they are. Right? So if it was a war to, to make Iraq not sell oil to China, it did the exact opposite thing because they were already not selling to China. Then they got invaded, and then they started selling oil to China. So... That's not why we went. We went because the neocons lied about Saddam using WNDs and they wanted to smack down him because he was supporting Palestinians. It's that simple. I see you typing away. You looking something up over there? Oh, no. Talking about Nietzsche. People keep asking me stuff about Nietzsche. <laughs> Let's do the Nietzsche thread uh, tomorrow. You want to do it tomorrow? Or what? Uh, you want a day I need of research? I need at least a day to like get some stuff together because that one's a that one's a deep one. There's there's so much misinformation and like bad interpretations. Like it's crazy Dude, to me that professors you, hate him. Yeah, my, prof my my philosophy professors really hated him. There's always the one like pro Nietzsche philosophy professor. And yeah, it's always the Chad one. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Like, that guy. The one that also reads Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> With like a highlighter, <laughs> <laughs> right? Reading the what you doing? I'm just doing some light reading. You got a highlighter, and then you hold up the book cover. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody uh, suggested that you cover the stuff that's going on with Julian Assange. I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I have in the past. Actually, we talked about it a little bit yesterday in the Atwood interview. Um, There's been a lot going on lately. That's true. We should we should cover that. Um, isn't it sad like Roger Stone and Assange and Manny and all these, all these people are in prison when the whole thing was like lock her up right Hillary's yeah. free and people that helped get Trump elected are in jail great loyalty yeah. he could pardon Assange but I think to pardon somebody they'd have to be convicted of a crime he actually did make him an offer uh, but he he Basically, was saying that Assange would have to reveal his sources for uh, for the Hillary's email stuff and WikiLeaks. It's been pretty uh, pretty good on never doing that, and that's kind of like one of their principles. And Man. so, yeah. Just say it was Seth Rich. Can you imagine? They would be like, "Oh, he just said that so he could get out of jail." So he knows, like, whatever he whatever his answer would have been, wouldn't have mattered. They would have they would have Clinton him anyway. So there was a guy um, 
Scott Horton talks about this too, that met the leaker. So it wasn't the Russians. It was somebody, whether it was Seth or someone else, it was somebody on the ground in the U.S. who was already in the DNC. That's who leaked. And as far as Hillary's servers, I mean, that would be beautiful to get our hands on that. But do you really need to? Is, do we not already know enough of her crimes against humanity to put her in jail 50 times over? It never yeah. happens. They're too well connected. It's the first thing Trump did when he got in the office. He's like, I'll let her go. They must have showed him the high-def computer film. <laughs> the real, sit you down and show you the real shot from every angle with the camera in the car and everything. <laughs> no, man. The left-handed Eskimos. I hope I make that a thing. I hope somebody who's actually a left-handed Eskimo isn't just seething at me. Like, what, why is that us? <laughs> All both of them. Um, I think you might have missed one from 1313 earlier. Down and see. The active duty... Mer no, we got that one. Yeah, no, no, you one got be that one. Never before mind. that? I thought, no, you might have got it. I thought there was a different one, but I might be wrong. They moved some from Guam over to Japan, but apparently they're in really strict, you know, uh, watchdog type of thing to make sure they don't leave the base and spread the coof. So I hope they don't. But it only takes one person. That's the thing. They should have shut their borders right away. Now it's a little too late. It's pointless. Right, That's so what's this. so funny is that people are talking about doing it now. It's like we're like the we're like the dude with every STD worried about getting something from a virgin. You know, like it's it's kind of silly that we're other countries should be banning America now. They are. We're like if yeah. You, no. If you come here, two weeks quarantine. If you're here from the U.S. And you can't use mass transit. I'm perfectly aware of that. <laughs> Why? Did you have any plans this week? Yep. I was supposed to be there in about 10 days. Nietzsche talks about dealing with pain. Uh, walk through how your week should have been compared to how it is now. <laughs> That's okay. We can refrain from that. <laughs> you could have been here. There's a guy that got stuck here that is just loving Corona Chan. He's like, it's the best thing ever. It answered my prayers. I never wanted to go home. Now I'm trapped in Japan. Hooray. That could have been you if you just come a couple weeks later. Could have been. I can feel the rage. <laughs> it's palpable. Like, I just broke a glass that was in my hand. Don't worry. It's like that scene from Talladega Nights where he's sleeping with his ex-girlfriend and stuff. He's like, I'll just get silver. Dare bury that deep down inside. We're still friends. He <laughs> <laughs> calls the waiter. like, I think your house is haunted, man. All right, bud. <laughs> Those two. Cal stole the show in that. Yeah. I don't think anyone calls it Talladega Nights. So they're all like, "You ever seen? Have you seen Ricky Bobby?" That's what they call it. <laughs> People all wanted my uncle to see that because he is that guy, and uh, they're like, "Has he seen this yet?" Because he races cars and everything, and uh, they're like, "He is Ricky Bobby, totally." And uh, they're like, "Is this based on you?" <laughs> and he's like, "That ain't funny." <laughs> I'm not watching that because he's had everybody tell him, I think this is based on your life. <laughs> His name's Bobby, too. <laughs> like, no, no Ricky part, though. But, yeah. yeah. Could have been. Who knows? 
It's not a it's not a hoax. It's a heist. Yeah, you got that right. That's well said. I'm gonna Israel that and put it on Twitter. <laughs> Somebody in the in chat in the entropy chat that was talking about Nietzsche with me and him being like the last last castle of manliness slash manhood. I said Uncle Ted was his successor basically, and uh, he said he hasn't read Uncle Ted yet. Was trying to find oh, a good movie. I know, I know dude. Right now. Yeah, see, pop up the manifesto. The first, go get a comfy chair. At least read like the first like twenty six paragraphs. If like, you watch, if you read the first sixteen lines, you'll read the whole thing. <laughs> you know, like you start, you're just going, man, was this really written that long ago? Because it sounds like somebody wrote it yesterday. Yeah, really. And Which if is, you if you studied philosophy, you'll get more out of it. Like, don't try to assume what he's gonna say. He's got a very nuanced point of view. And don't, yeah, don't presume his motives either. Like, that's... Like, uh, this whole trite, oh, technology sucks or something. That is not what he was saying. Like, he's exceptionally clear in it, the way that he keeps saying it. I'm not saying that this group is inferior. I'm describing the psychological type of someone who thinks that. And I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm always rolling Uncle Ted around in my head. And I was thinking about these feminists. Because you know how... Well, he was saying, uh, there's a part where he's saying that... A lot of these people that go so militantly in favor of some minority group or some cause that they don't belong to. And it's usually not even the group itself. It's some other group doing it on their behalf, right? Because they actually think secretly, do believe that they're inferior and yada, yada, yada. But you'll see that their principle doesn't last because uh, if they hate America or they hate the West or they hate things that they see as strong, superior, not saying they are, but things that they see like that. But they don't, when the same kind of actions are being done in some other country, they don't say a word. So I was thinking about these feminists uh, that are so hell-bent on proving men and women are the same and women can do anything a man can do and blah, 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 and really criticizing any ounce of sexism in the West. Yeah, the entire Middle East gets a pass, right? The entire what Muslim world and how oh, that all gets a pass. They're not criticizing real problems like people that live under Sharia law, where they don't—they're not helping those women. They're talking about somebody manspreading on a subway in New York or something. And if you were really had uh, held true to principles, you'd have to try to get uh, universal suffrage or, or women's lib in places where they don't have it, not places where they have more of it in any time in history, in any place in history. But it shows it's not really about women's lib; it's just a vehicle to use to express their outrage towards the west towards western civ towards this feeling of something superior because it makes them feel inferior just think about that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) it's inferiority complex that it's just it's people with an inferiority complex attaching themselves to do-gooder causes as a way of expressing their outrage at their own impotence that's essentially what it's getting to and I see that everywhere. People doing that. I'm like, that is exactly what's going on. So many examples. Read Uncle Ted, man. If you like Nietzsche, you like Uncle Ted. And the last bastion of masculinity was Vince McMahon. <laughs> he created a billion dollar industry of grown, butt beefed up dudes hitting other dudes with a steel chair and a head. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm thinking of doing a wrestling podcast with a certain person here soon, too. Because we've been talking wrestling stuff like every day for four days. And I'm like, man, let's just record some of this. 
because I got some opinions about Ronda Rousey's work shoot work or whatever the hell she is doing over there, pissing off Nia Jax and the rest of the women's roster. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I just learned that uh, Jr. is a, a Native American. I didn't know that. He has the most cozy voice of any commentator. <laughs> Jim Ross, Jr. He's got Bell's palsy. Still going through. Yeah, I, Ted present Ted Kaczynski predicted Carol Baskin. Like that type. <laughs> yeah, that's of true. He actually spoke specifically about animal rights activists. He did. He said they don't care about the animal. Well, not, there are people who do. Okay. But the biggest, the big chunk, the people in PETA and stuff like that who are killing dogs themselves, it ain't about uh, animal rights. It's about being a control freak and ordering other people around. And that woman's a hypocrite because she had her own tiger farms and things too, and she just named it Rescue. <laughs> that doesn't make it a rescue. <laughs> like, if you rescued it, it'd be back where you got it from in Asia. Tigers aren't indigenous to the United States, much less Florida. And if they were, uh, that would be that would that's problems, man. They're big cats. We don't we don't live together. Not supposed to. <clears throat> Carol Baskin. <laughs> Do we have twenty nine in entropy? That ain't bad. Yeah, we had like sixty the other day, didn't we? I got it to fifty one, I think. Uh, somebody said I look Mexican. I've heard that before. Costa, Bosch said, Costa Bosch said you benefit from white privilege. He said you look white enough that you benefit from white privilege, says the dude from says the, the white poor guy. part. Of, says the, 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 white, says the, the rich white guy, white from, guy. The poor part of <laughs> from the guy from the poor part of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever privilege I would benefit from, he would benefit from more. You know. Oh, that guy. That guy is, uh, is easy sauce. That guy's easy to own. Uh, I'm doing the grown-up stuff over here. I had explaining the Epstein crime map yesterday for about an hour. It was good to be on Atwood's show. And it was, see, you all you guys that tried to get Eric Weinstein, tried to get hold of him, maybe we didn't get that, but we ended up with Sean Atwood, which was great too, you know. When's and that coming out? I guess he'll put it up today. I don't know. We recorded it last night in my time, and then he was doing a show with Sam Dripoli, actually. So he did a show with Sam. And then I uh, downloaded the show that we did on Skype and added some graphs and maps and stuff. Because I wanted people to know that I've been talking about this since 2007. I didn't start writing about this last July like certain people at 21st Century Wire with the initials WW. I have been writing about this stuff. I've been writing about child pedophilia and all these other cults too for almost um, 13 years. It's a long time. And we and we did a deep dive on this on the Rise to Sense forum from back in the day, and I started. It was odd because I started reposting these articles. You can go back and look at this on May eleventh of twenty nineteen, which is uh, two months before Epstein got arrested. I just I don't know what it was. I'm like, people need to go revisit this. Four strange deaths. I talked about the deaths of hedge fund managers that were being murdered in their pools. Uh, that did link to the G. That was in Mafia. Brazil, wasn't it? No, it was in Florida. It was in Brazil. It was oh. in Russia. It was everywhere, and they were all in. They'd all be dead in their own swimming pool. Seth Tobias was murdered. I mean, he used to go on with Jim Cramer. 
You know, the weirdo that cuts the heads off of bears and stuff on CNBC. Um, like bear and bull stock. You're like, kill the bear. Uh, he was murdered in his swimming pool. And um, there's a man, a homosexual prostitute with, with tiger stripes all over his body. To see how this dovetails into Joe Exotic? There's a guy whose nickname was Tiger because he has tiger stripe tattoos all the way down his body. Who was a, a male prostitute that was involved with this, this openly homosexual hedge fund manager. And they did the toxicology report on these bodies and they had been drugged. So it's not like he just jumped in his pool and drowned on accident or something. But I, I went through... Anyway, just go read the article. It, it took me like a long time to dig up all this information in all these different places. And I republished it. It's, that's from 2007 and 2008 because the toxicology report took a few months and whatever. But it, I reposted this stuff back in May of last year. And then a couple months later, Epstein gets re- arrested when he was flying back to New York from Paris. And then I had the map videos up immediately. It took me longer to make it ma- the map than it did to get the information because I already had the information. I could have started talking about it right away. And then some uh, how, do, how does JS some people tie just completely well <laughs> he did receive twenty five thousand dollars from Jeff Epstein that was before he was arrested though and he did not know he was a pedophile or anything but also he was approached by uh, Wexner's associates to work for Victoria's Secret so Victoria's Secret was is a a lingerie mostly lingerie they sell clothing too I suppose but. Um, so Trump bucks Retail ain't shit store. compared to Epstein bucks. <laughs> no, twenty five thousand Epstein bucks for JF. It wasn't to JF though. It was for through the university. And it was spent on research. It wasn't like his pocket money or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone gets on his case about that. They're like, "Have you put him on the map?" I'm like, "No, I'm not putting him on the map." <laughs> I, I'll I'll put him on a different map. We're making a poster. We got a new map with faces now. So this, I don't know if you can see this one back here, with. It's got, you know, names and lines and buckets and descriptions and stuff. But um, we have one now with uh, images of the people and everything. And it's a little bit more crisp because when I was making the map, I wasn't sure where the lines ought to be. And then I was like, "Uh oh, I got to make this one smaller so I can squeeze this between these two things. It's hard to make a map like that because after a while, it ends up just being a scribble. (laughs) But... uh, I'm gonna to have to make another map just on Carbine Reporting because there's so many individuals there. We've act- that one's already dated, you know. So I'm hoping to um, to sell a poster because people are asking about it. So, yeah, we've been talking about doing that, maybe selling it or doing it as a Patreon perk or something like that. Yeah, doing it on Patreon, and so I've got instead of, the one behind me's got all the people and companies and some so on, but I color coded it, and we have one now and tech guy who I who has a salary from ANC not a big salary but he has a salary he has made taken that and turned it into a better visual poster with uh, pictures of the individuals and so on it looks really cool and we're going to have that as a Patreon perk probably tomorrow because he already Skyped me the photo and I'm looking at it and I'm like alright so you know right after this call I'll get on that I'm also trying to get on a new host and I think that's been resolved as well I don't know what it's going to cost or whatever, but right now my website, like anytime we get like 3000 a day, because if we get 4,000, it crashes. So I have no idea what we'd really get. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just 
shat the bed every time uh, we get a lot of traffic. So that sucks. <laughs> Somebody asked when you're going to debate flat. Oh, that's Blanco. <laughs> Dude, I have a long email exchange back and forth with Eddie Bravo where I'm trying to ex- answer his questions about flat earther stuff. You know, it's just they got to him because he was talking truth about 9-11 and so they're like let's just push flat earth on him until he bites and now he's discredited everything he ever did double 13 says 50 bucks cost for color print large format then shipping and markup for the Epstein map well no it costs that here to do a one that was like as big as that right when you're when you're just doing one it's really expensive if yeah, the initial one will be whatever, but there are companies if you're gonna get if I made fifty maps or something, that it would lower the price. And then I would probably have them ship from someone who already lives in the US. So I would have instead of shipping them to myself in Japan, I would get them all shipped to somebody over there and then pay somebody to mail them. Because that's gonna be more cost efficient than international shipping and printing and tubing and yeah so we we'll figure out the price it'll be a sweet map i mean that'd be if you're a, a conspiracy buff that'd be a nice thing to have up on the wall i think that'd be cool looking it it also needs to be there like if you're a youtuber or something too like to have that in the background and be like don't forget about this it, it's it was only six months ago and that story has just sort of died and Gesley Maxwell's out there. Prince Andrew's out there. Jean-Luc Burnell's out there. Alan Dershowitz is out there. There are people who we can question who are still, you know, at large going to trial. Dershowitz is being sued. He was accused by Maria Farmer of uh, having sex with little girls in Wexner properties, right? And, he, of course, he was at the uh, Rape Island where he said infamously, well, I kept my underwear on. Oh, well, there you go. Magic underwear. That guy, I mean, it's almost like him and Andrew, too, are laughing about it. You listen to that Andrew interview, and you listen to some of the stuff that Dershowitz said, and be like, oh, well, there's stuff going on in other rooms while I was in this room? Maybe. maybe. But, you know, it's such a big house. That is that is as close as you can get to saying, yeah, I did it, so what, and rubbing someone's face in it. They, they're laughing about it. Like, we're untouchable. We're connected to the mega donors. You're not going to do anything to us. We own the Senate. Epstein and Dershowitz and Weinstein remind me of one of my favorite animes, Goblin Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) With rapey goblins, and the main character just kills the shit out of them. (laughs) Oh, I might be able to give you guys a taste. Um, I'm going to ask for a small image so I don't, you know, screw the pooch on myself here, but let's see. Save to download. Yeah, my tech guy apparently is watching the stream and he's in Skype, so I'm going to see if I can get a a smaller version of this. Yeah, somebody mentioned that uh, this pandemic stuff killed a lot of stories. One of the ones that's like crazy that it's not getting any coverage is the Earn It Act, which is basically doing away with end-to-end encryption. It's pretty much making it extremely difficult to do anything anonymously online and uh it's 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 really scary. It'll like change the internet in some fundamental ways, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. the Patriot Act just got reauthorized. Like it's just all buried. That is a huge story. Here's an old map. 
Um, anyway, there's an old map. That one's pretty good, and I did some walkthrough videos. And that, that's updated from the last time I did a, a talk about it. But I'm going to show you this new one in a second. Assuming he sent it. Uh, duh, duh, duh. I can't resize it while I'm in the thing. Well, anyway, just trust me. It looks cool. It's got all the heads and stuff. It took a long time to find the photos of some of these people, too. Like, Pinkus Green. Go try and find a good crisp photo of Pinkus Green. The guy that worked with Mark Rich. It ain't easy. That guy's a recluse. Uh, Mark Rich is dead. I caught him at the funeral. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be 50 bucks to do a color print. That was uh, like a Japanese um, Kinkos. People want to uh, Crenshaw. For, for $50, I'll hand draw the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> People want a Dan Crenshaw woodshed. Oh, that guy is the... Yeah, he's the word. He denied the USS so Liberty. Bad. Called it an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Boycotting Israel's anti-Semitic. What's funny is when they asked him about being a standing up for free speech, and he's like, "Yeah, free speech is really important." And they said, "Well, what about the right to boycott Israel? That's just anti-Semitic." Right. So, when the whole world was boycotting South Africa for obvious racial apartheid, and guys like Mark Rich and the Israeli state broke the broke the. Uh, sanctions and continued to trade so and then set up their own apartheid of course they had no sympathy israel is not the jays it's a country and it's a country that engages in shooting kids and annexing land and demolishing houses double 13 just said what's your opinion on the silicone sex dolls that are child size that pedos bang follow-up animatronic silicone dolls with child personality <laughs> really if topic is derailed, you can skip figure Epstein related. That that is Epstein related. I mean, so the argument is a silicone doll is like a little doll of a girl, but I don't know how a doll has an age. But you you know you can argue that from the face and the size and all that, what's a child, and what's an adult? It's not a clear line, but there's a line. You know, don't don't nitpick at it. There are child dolls and adult dolls. So apparently they're making little kid dolls and they had some argument. Well, what if you lost a child and you want to, I'm like, I don't think getting a doll child is the way therapeutic way to get over that. You know what they're really doing. Like, why does it have a working vagina? You don't need that part on the doll. Do you? Right. So they're selling child sex dolls. And the argument is, well, it's better for the pedophile to just bang this doll than to go do it on real people or something. And as if those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, like as if one doesn't encourage the other to. And then they'll say, um, I, I didn't know this. He said animatronic silicone dolls with child personalities. I was unaware that dolls had personalities. I didn't know where they were that advanced. So I don't know. what well, That's creepy. If it's a sex doll. I think if you had a head of a child robot or something for something else i don't know but i don't know why they have sex organs on dolls unless you're having sex with the doll you know and and japan is <laughs> the front runner in realistic dolls and they do sell silicone dolls for just like lonely guys or whatever to go some this is the weirdest thing about the doll culture i assumed somebody bought this perfect you know beautiful looking doll to masturbate with essentially and they do but it goes way beyond that
people are buying like clothing and lingerie and stuff and dressing up their dolls and like changing and washing their hair and like really taking care of them. So it's almost like a, I don't know, like a surrogate way of dumping all their love onto something because they don't have a real person. And Do you they, know, they, you they, know the they pose them, they'll set up the doll in their kitchen or sitting with them and give them a dinner plate and stuff, even though it can't eat to act like it's part of their family and part of their life. And they take all these photographs of their doll, like sleeping or their doll dressed this way or that way, or their doll in the shower or their doll doing stuff like it's a person in the house. Right. It's real weird. They really, they play with these things way beyond just having sex with it. It's like their real pretend friend, you know, uh, it's some weird stuff, but I don't, it creeps me out that somebody would have a child sex doll. That really creeps me out. And I'd have to see some good data to show that, well, them raping the hell out of this doll uh, lessens their chance of doing it in the real world. If so, I guess, you know, to each his own or something. But I'm under the assumption that allowing such a thing would only encourage it because the doll would no longer be enough. And then they want to get, I don't know, like, it's good to suppress those kind of ideas. I mean, you could have a doll that you stab all the time. Imagine that. Like, well, you know, killers wouldn't go out and stab and shoot people if they just had very lifelike uh, people to practice on. <laughs> I'm thinking, mm, no. No, I don't think so. I'm going to say uh, get rid of the child dolls. We don't that, know. That's, yeah. That reminds me of this guy named Carl, Carl Von Castle. He used to introduce himself as Count, uh, but he was like a really strange German that came to America and worked as like a radio, like radiology technician for the, uh, for the army. But this is, uh, he died in like, uh, the four, the, in 52, but he, there was this woman that had tuberculosis that he like fell in love with. And then, uh, he did all these crazy experiments on her, like electrocuting her and stuff. And when she died, he like stole her corpse and like coated her in wax and like pretended it was alive. Like for like a long, like he had this really weird, like he had, he had like a doll made out of her corpse that he like took care of and would like wash and feed and stuff like you were talking about. And like, uh, yeah, it was a weird story, but it, those guys remind me of him. Dolls are a weird thing, and it's really it's explored in Ghost in the Shell Innocence. Uh, Standalone Complex is a series, and it's entertaining and all, but the more philosophical part of Ghost in the Shell is Ghost in the Shell and Ghost in the Shell Innocence, and they explore the doll concept, like what will happen when... Right now, dolls are what dolls are, but dolls are going to keep advancing to the point where without effort you cannot really differentiate between them and real person right and even though we can know that something is a machine or whatever our biology our psychology has not caught up to that right it's thinking a different way it reacts to things like i was saying to somebody earlier it might have been you i was saying like i could have sympathy for a teddy bear and i could yeah, feel i could works. actually feel sad if someone ripped the arm off a bear even though the bear doesn't experience pain. It's just felt and cotton and whatever. I feel pain from the seeing that happening because the bear looks like a kid a little bit and it has a face and da-da-da. It's something you can't... You, you have to use a, a good amount of willpower to, to kind of will away because automatically you would have natural empathy for things with faces and stuff. That's where we are attracted to round eyes and like the big round eyes on a pug, for so, example. Some, some of us. 
You know what I mean? Like human, all so, humans have round eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference between a poison and non-poisonous snake. Now that you should get close enough to see a snake's eyes before you realize it's poisonous or not. Just avoid them all. But um, yeah. Anyway, the the doll culture stuff is fascinating, and as far as like what's going to be in the future, we do have these like sex robots and stuff what are feminists gonna do because if they're advanced enough and good enough they could just replace the hoe culture like somebody just spent all his money and stuff on a doll and pampered i can see the simps all over that but uh what that does is it gets rid of all the simps and then women would have to be nice and do stuff whereas currently (laughs) they have all the power in most relationships so they might ruin that for Western women. They're like, well, if I can have sex with a doll and it looks like a person enough, I don't really need you because you don't do yeah. anything else. That's the it would only, ruin it. Your only benefit is sex because you're not fun to talk to. You're not, you, 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 you like suck on every level. You bitch, you complain, you this, you that, you that. So just go. It get would ruin it for the, it would ruin things for the round eye women. <laughs> right. Over here, like <laughs> maybe because we already have dolls and stuff that are advanced women have shaved up or something but no nah, i mean that's why they hate asian girls they're just like oh when they every time they see a guy talking about an asian woman all these white girls just are like cracking their teeth together like that's what i never think compete. Half these, like, never compete. Suppo- that's what i think most of these like s- supposed racist attacks on asians because of coronavirus every time i hear that i'm like that story doesn't even make sense like someone someone slapped someone because they thought they were spreading coronavirus if they actually thought that they wouldn't go near them you know that just doesn't even make sense and i i guess some, there's some people that might be dumb enough not to understand that but i think it's much more likely uh <laughs> jealousy dude every foreign woman like white girl that comes to japan has the same story and ends up with depression because some of them come over here because they just like japanese stuff right they like anime they like video games maybe they like martial arts they like tea culture they like whatever some niche thing and they get here and that's all good for a while but they really hate getting ignored constantly by the guys and and of course definitely by the foreign guys they're like i'm in japan i came all the way here i'm not dating a white girl um but the japanese guys want nothing to do with them because even though they might be a really nice woman individually they're seen as just like high maintenance bitchy complainy doesn't cook and you know just worthless trash that you should never date and so it's really hard for them to get a boyfriend uh, or somebody because they're just and and they when they try to dress up and put on the makeup and the feminine clothing and the thigh high boots and all the stuff the japanese girls are doing they still can't compete and they just feel like oh i gotta do so much for a guy and they're not used to that because in the West, the guys ask them out, right? And they don't even need all that stuff because the men are just desperate. Trad Asian waifus for the win. Trad Asian waifu. I mean, mine. I have a great wife. She brings me dinner. Well, I could be streaming. She does, cleans everything. She does all the traditional female role. I do all the traditional male role, and it seems to work. <laughs> so, I don't know. We didn't come up with those ideas and stereotypes out of the blue. You know, people have different tendencies. I don't know. If she wanted to do this, I'd do what she's doing. You know, I don't mind. But you can't do both. And you really need two parents to do well in raising children. I know some people can't. They don't have that luxury uh, or or that opportunity. It's not a luxury, but, you know, where both of them have to work. So you got to get a sitter or you send them to a school or whatever. But 
if you can and you can get the means uh, for either the wife or the husband to stay home, it's way better for the kids than outsourcing it. That's what I think. But it's a really hard thing to get in the U.S. because your cost of living is so high and childcare is just crap and schooling is just crap. I just I feel sorry for it all. Uh, Winky Dink says for three. I see Winky Dinks and Aku after that says, "Hey, Rai, uh, why hasn't Pug told you about Vash's views on pedophilia? It's pretty spicy, and you would lose any all type of respect for that anarchist." I don't have any respect for this person. I don't even know this person. All I've known is that he's lied about me, and apparently he likes horsecock and some other degenerate crap. But, uh, I didn't know about his views on pedophilia. I've heard people reference that stuff, but it's not like I watch the guy's content or anything. When I hear that like somebody's going on there to troll him, I'll try to watch long enough to hear it. But like, it's hard. It's like literally pulling my teeth out, like listening to this guy talk for a few minutes. Like it is very unbearable. But yeah, I have heard people saying he's got some pretty spicy views on that topic. Stop sexualizing children. That's all I gotta say. Aku540 says, Hey Ryan, how did you learn how to speak Japanese and develop literacy in Japanese? How long, did it, <laughs> how, did it, how long did it take before you felt comfortable carrying a conversation? Um, I'll tell you a bunch of things you shouldn't do first. Like all that. Anybody's like, learn a language in 10 days. Listen to the CD or that bull. <laughs> It's the same way you learn anything else. If you ever studied biology or, or chemistry or something, you get out a bunch of note cards. You write down all the terms and you flip out and write a definition that's understandable on the back of it. And you go through and you memorize them. Um, you learn kind of the same way you learn any language. You start with nouns like naming stuff. you know. So I just go around and be like, oh, K-Tai or whatever or... I got nothing around me actually, but you just pick up things and you say what it is or name it. Go in, isu, skue, uh, you know. And then you got to learn um, adjectives. When J- in Japanese, they conjugate adjectives and they have different form, it doesn't matter. But try and get some fill in the blank sentences. So, like, nani nani wa doko desu ka or something, like, where is the whatever. So, you have something usable and practice it. And, but the key thing, the best advice I ever got when I, cause I was having a frustrating time learning Japanese cause I got to a point where I understood what they were saying, but I wanted to answer in English or I could answer, but my grammar would be all screwed up. And like, I, I know what they're trying to say. And there, I think everyone goes through that phase where like they can listen to it and because they know the words that were said, they can kind of guess the meaning or whatever, and, but they can't really respond in a foreign language. So you listen to one and respond in your own. You're at that stage for a while. The way to get over that hump, though, is shamelessness. Just go use it as much as you can and be shameless. And I'll tell you who will practice with you. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> like kids, elementary school kids, whatever, on a train. They will go up to you because you're interesting and they'll say hello and try and then they start speaking Japanese and they'll just say it slower and stare at you and expect you to get it and they they'll practice with you because they have patience and they're not doing anything else and they'll teach you kids will teach you a lot of stuff to get at least to the point if you can talk like a five-year-old you're pretty fluent you know that's a five-year-old can say a lot of stuff 
five. I'm, when I'm saying kids, I mean like 12, whatever. But the other great group there are drunk adults because they talk slower and don't really care if it doesn't understand or not. Um, and alcohol does seem to lower people's inhibitions. So if you're shy or something, that might actually help you with a foreign language is drinking, but not too yeah, much. Unfortunately, that's not an option for me with Arabic. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, not Muslim Arabs. You could be, be the drunk dude in the mosque trying to talk to people. <laughs> you could talk to Arab Christians. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I do go to a, a go to Beirut or something. Anti- I go to an Antiochian uh, Eastern Orthodox church sometimes because it's uh, they speak they do the services in Arabic. It's like OG Christians, and that's that's really a great place to practice. And they're all like hardcore anti-war too because it's a bunch of like. Jordanians and like Palestinians and they're like uh, it's, it's really interesting uh, the, they do it's a great place to practice Arabic and like hang out with based people and hear cool music so I had a uh, the guy that gave me this advice is this Chinese guy Chinese American he's an American guy but chi- ethnically Chinese that came to Japan was working at the same company I was but he looks Asian so people just come up and talk to him normally, right? Normal speed and everything. Someone would come up, talk to me a little slower and a little less vocab or something until I reply. So um, he felt like I got to learn Japanese right away. People will be, will be in a group and they'll look to him like he knows any better than the rest of us, right? And start talking to him. He's like, talk to him. I don't speak Japanese. So... Um, he came up with the shamelessness thing. He's like, I go to the post office, I go to the store, I go to whatever, and I just use it, whatever I know, write it down and try and say it. And I think you kind of may know this. If you guys studied Spanish or French or something in school, maybe for a year or two, and all you can do is your introduction and counting or whatever, it's because all the verb conjugation and crap you learned in school you didn't retain because you never had an opportunity to exercise it. Whereas probably the very first week of class, you got to say like, Komasayama, blah, 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 whatever. And that's what you remember, whatever you actually said. You either speak it or, you know, use it or lose it type of thing. So you can talk to yourself, to someone else, whatever. But when you're studying a language, say it. Because it ain't really in your memory unless you say it. It's somehow the brain's wired or whatever. you got to use it. You can't just say it in your head and be reading books and stuff. You'll get good at reading it, but you still won't be able to speak. If you want to speak, you have to practice speaking. And that's the same with martial arts and things too. Like you got to drill over and over again or you won't be able to do this. Um, so shamelessness. Go out and do it. Go out and speak and never give up and you'll get better you'll suck but you'll be amazed at the difference you can make in just like three days of being able to retrieve info a little faster being able to not screw up and say a lot more than you think you could so it helps if you like immerse yourself as much as possible like try to surround yourself with people speaking that language like in college i used to talk to every arab person i would see i would go up to and start speaking like just shamelessly like that and I knew yeah but i don't arab i don't think you can do that till you reach like level three or it's just you just don't understand nothing and it doesn't matter right like, and a lot of the time you I'd have go up got to get note cards and books and study yeah. like you would anything else for a while before you can 
have the fun part of going out that's, and trying to use it. That's like the only class that I would actually have to really study for, but other stuff I could just pay attention in class and do well. But Arabic was like, there was, there's no, like the, there's level no, one yeah, class, there's no intuitive. There's nothing deductive, right, you know, right. it's just stuff level you have one to remember. had like one Oh one had like 15 people in it. One Oh two had like six people in it. And by the like 400 levels, there were just two or one of us. <laughs> like it's, uh, it, it, it definitely, you have to have some, foundation to be able to really communicate with people but something i would always do i would often just talk to people in gas stations and a lot of the time i would go up to someone and say something to them in arabic and they would say they'd be like what the fuck are you saying man i'm from pakistan <laughs> <laughs> yeah he used to walk around and with a big smile and just go Allah Akbar to everyone you know <laughs> praise god right you know the, and that doesn't hanging out, uh, hanging out at the Jewish fraternity. Post nine eleven, you couldn't do that anymore. You know what I say? Yeah, it really helps if you have another person that's studying the same language as you, so you guys or gals can practice together. But I know you can't choose that. But man, if you know someone else that's trying to learn the same language. That's great because you or can cut the time down. Or someone who's a native down. speaker, or a native speaker, like you'd be surprised how friendly people can be, and like how they'll mm-hmm. they'll help you out a lot of the time. Like if a lot of the time they're flattered that you're even trying to learn their language because most Americans don't, you know, most like Westerners just expect them to learn English. I have to say case by case on that one because I I think knowing a native speaker who unless they don't speak English is not good because they'll just end up being your translator and then you'll be like, oh, I can ask so-and-so. It's like Vegeta figured out in Dragon Ball Z. It can't be a want. It has to be a must. So you got to get in a situation where you have to learn it or you're toast and then you will. You'll That's learn the easiest when... way for sure. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. But like rather than getting a native speaker, get someone else that's studying the same language as you that's about on the same level as you so you guys can practice with each other. I know, and then maybe have some supervision or whatever, but um, there are a lot of people. I would say 90% of the gaijin that live in Japan uh, can't really speak Japanese. Like, they can buy things and minimal whatever, but they never really get good at it at all. And it's all because they either have a girlfriend or a wife or a friend or somebody that can speak English and Japanese that does all the hard stuff for them, right? So yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what limited me with Thai. Pretty much all I know how to say in Thai is hello, thank you, and please rub my back. <laughs> right, because you have somebody that can speak both. So right. why learn it? So right. I, I, I don't think native speakers are good unless they don't speak English. Sure, go talk to someone that can't speak English at all or their English is as bad as your Japanese or something. That's fine. But if they're fluent, it's like, well, yeah, you can still be their friend and all. But if you're trying to learn, it's better to find someone else who's trying to learn. Just like if you're trying to lift weights, go find someone yeah. else that's lifting weights and go to, go as a team, you know, encourage each other to keep doing. Did you study today? Can you practice this? Whatever, you know, that would be better. And it would help if they're attractive because that will motivate you. <laughs> yeah, all my friends that, like, have have trained with me and stuff have made, like, lifting weights and stuff have done great. Like, when they, they'd come every day with me, but then, like, as soon as they'll, like, be out of town or go to another city for a while, they just quit. Like, some people just can't stick to it without like someone that's going to give up shit for not doing it (laughs) tony robbins talked about that he's like you got to have a coach so you're going in like a a lot of my jujitsu guys one of eric mcginnis which has his black belt now is competing very proud of him uh michael carianis is on his way i think he's getting got his brown belt now 
but uh they you know you're rolling partners you roll with each other and stuff but like they're kind of on the same level for a long time and you need that you can't have someone way above you or way below you for certain things you got to figure it out and language i think if you're learning language as an adult this is how it has to be i think it's very different if you just grow up with two languages or you started in fifth grade or something but like a lot of europeans and all that's how they it's very different it's in the school but if you're trying to learn a language on your own then that's what the scenario i'm talking about like if you're an adult trying to learn arabic or japanese like a really hard language then it's better to not do alone and it's better if you have a chance to speak it somewhere and if you think you can go to a Japanese restaurant and speak Japanese, think again, because like ninety percent of them are Korean or Vietnamese or something any other than Japanese. That I've never, every time I've ever been in a Japanese restaurant in America, I think it all have an opportunity to show off. And nope, nobody, not a single worker there is from Japan. Uh, and they're like, "Are you I Japanese?" Bet, yes. And then you say something in Japanese, and they're like, "Ah, oh, not really." <laughs> I bet people in Japan get so annoyed by. Gaijin that think they speak Japanese because they watch anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, the anime Japanese is really coarse, like, like street thuggy Japanese. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talking about like One Punch Man or something. Like, no, you, you shouldn't talk like that, unless you actually have superpowers. <laughs> like this, Inuyasha. I learned some stuff from there. Like, of if I am, do want to be angry or whatever what to say <laughs> that dude had a mouth on him the japanese version i don't know about the english one but Kek. yeah i don't know i'm no specialist though i'm just telling from my experience so um takes a long time depends on how dedicated you are and how much time you have to do it i mean everyone's got other things to do so you know i gotta earn money and whatever <clears throat> but we used to translate videos and stuff, but I don't do that anymore. It just takes forever, and there isn't a lot of viewers for it. So, Korean would have been better. They're very political. Japanese are very apolitical. They're like, it doesn't matter. It's nothing you can do. They do what they can do. <laughs> They're very nihilistic. So, Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Aku, though, and uh, Winky Dinks, Truth1313, Jusan Jusan. Connor Fox, Ricky Oringer, Truth, uh, Vex, Blanco, Nino, Sean Price, Septa Seven, Arthur, USD Three. Oh, that wasn't sorry. That was an amount. Marcus Will. <laughs> oh, I miss this one. Keep up the good work, Rye. End all aid to Israel. Screw Building Seven. Pongo D. And uh, Del Freaking Tree. And I'm sorry that. Marcus, I missed it, but I mean, it was just saying good job anyway. So, anyway, that was, yeah, thanks to everybody and thanks to Pug for coming back. Hope you guys saw the intro. I'm going to play that again for no reason <laughs> because it took so long for somebody to make. And then uh, I'm going to go over to Patreon and get this poster thing going. So, Atwood should be up today. If not, uh, tomorrow, this time, I will put it up myself. So, there you go. Peace. That's right. <laughs> I just want to see that dog go. That's right. All right uh, what did I miss? 
I don't know. People are saying you missed some. All right. Well, yeah, I was going back and forth here for a while. Let me see. Uh, The firearm question we got. BK is archery. Got that one. Bruce Lee. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Have you ever made any sense? The Tree of Life Kabbalah thing that got us going on Gnostic stuff. Oh, if I contact Whitney Webb, would you even be down to collaborate? She should be cool with it as long as you apologize, <laughs> Sean. She can kiss my ass. She's a plagiarist. It's still my work. Truth, uh, Michael Flynn, we got that one. Blanco, Missile Crap. Ron Rye, Active Duty, I got that one. The Dollar Dumping, got that one. High five to my favorite Goyams. We got that one. The Eskimo question. Got it. Oh, I missed this one, I think. Nine out of 12 New York detectives who were in contact with Anthony Weiner's laptop have died. Have you heard this yourself? What? That I have not heard. But if, if that is true, that is some very damning stuff. And that goes back to Carbine and this map we have back here. Anthony Weiner's website. Web type laptop um he, uh what's the name Huba Abedin I had a brain fart there the one that was messing around with Hillary sexually um and Wiener have a lot of secrets and Anthony Wiener I mean think about it this guy was sending nude pictures to a 15 year old girl that's the one we know about right and we don't know how long he was engaged in that and the other weirdo stuff he did. Mister, It's funny the guy sending dicks pic, dick pics, his last name is Wiener, too. I hope that's not lost on anyone in dark times. But um, if that's true about 9 out of 12 detectives being Clinton, I have to see if that's true. I, I don't know. I've not heard that. If that's true, that that actually makes some sense. Because that goes back... This is how Epstein would catch people. And he ain't the only one. He's just the one that got caught recently. So that's something. I'm going to check out that fact. And if, I, if I'll do a whole video on that, if that ends up being true. Uh, 1313, does your tribe have casinos? My cousin is part of the tribe of a tribe with casinos. 1700 a month uh, stipend plus free college ride for her and her four or five kids. Is your island a nice place to live? They get away from the city. No pressure to answer that. Too personal. Um, the free are they in Canada or something? Because I never heard of such a thing. Getting a free ride through college, casinos. Twenty percent of reservations have casinos, and reservations are the ones that are federally or state recognized. But the majority of American Indians are neither federally or state recognized, which is weird it's like why do you have to seek external validation to say that yes you exist and you're american indian you know what i mean um we don't have a res and so we don't have casinos but our island you could gamble anyway even just as part of the united states because it's such a remote place and no one would care from my experience seeing like i know people that fought to get the casino here's a cool story by chad indian named warren in Buffalo, New York, they were the the mafia actually came to try and push the casinos on there because it always ends up being 
tribe member, the other tribe, who's one 142nd Indian or whatever, who claims, we call them pretendians, Elizabeth Warren type, who's really uh, a J that ends up owning a casino and whatever. And it causes all these problems with crime and it's a vice and so on. So the women's council, because they have a matrilineal tribe up there in Buffalo, rejected casinos. And the mafia went around uh, going door to door, beating people, beating women to force the council to change its vote to allow them to move this big ass casino on there. So Warren and Dennis and some of these guys, I'm not going to say from where, started running guns down to the reservation in Buffalo, shotguns and things. And so the next time the mafia went door to door, every grandma, every every mother met them at the door with a loaded shotgun. <laughs> and they turn right around. But that's just another great story about the right to bear arms. Like they were not going to go in and beat people anymore. Everybody was armed. Was, what do you want? And they left. And there's no casino there. When they say 20% gambling though, um, that includes things like bingo, which I, I don't think is remotely the same. We have like class A, B, and C. So like a C level would be bingo, which... I think you're allowed to have at a lot of city like halls and stuff. You can do bingo, which is gambling. A lot of them get around it by saying, well, there's no money. You just get a prize of something else, right? But um, they have things like that and old folks' homes and all and whatever. But uh, I am i don't like casinos. I think you should have the right to. I think you should have the right to gamble and all, but I don't want it. It just attracts the wrong kind of people, and we do not have it. And got no special privileges, no stipend, college, or any of that. Um, but it's like, it's different, man. If you're talking about the Diné, Navajo, Cherokee, they're on a, a different plan than everyone else. One, one's Hogan, one's Sid Vicious, you know what I mean? One's getting paid, one ain't. <laughs> Let's see, 50 bucks cost for color printing, I got that one. What's your opinion on silicone sex dolls, got that one. I think Truth said you missed one of his. Oh, yes, right here. The Virgin Useful Idiot Zog Mercenary Crenshaw versus the Chad American Patriot War Veteran Kokesh. <laughs> are they uh, Are they debating? That would be sweet. Adam Kokesh and Dan, Dan Crenshaw such a pleb. Uh, didn't he get skull-fucked by an Israeli? Is that why he has a patch on his eye? <laughs> Something like that. He went to the Knesset my- and he's like, everybody fuck my face. Guy, that guy, ugh. Winky Dink says, hey, Rai. Oh, I got that one. Let's see. Hey, Rai, did you learn? I got that language one. Yeah, okay. I think I got him now, right? Any complaints? Nope. Let's listen to That's Right. That's <laughs> right. 